Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to Virtual Strangers 65. I'm your host, Wes. With me, as always, my good friend, Roots. Roots, man, is it just me, or has this last week just flown by? No, it flew by. It flew by quick, man. Fourth of July. You know, it's funny. We were going to do some multiplayer last night, and uh, um, it was like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. I, I sat down, thought I'd lay down for a few minutes, and then I woke up this morning. It was 6 a.m., and... I missed the fireworks, which I didn't care about, but I did miss hanging out with you, which sucked. But, um, uh, yeah, so it went by quick, too quick. Yeah, man, I completely forgot about it. You know, being, I mean, I knew it, it was the 4th of July, but it never dawned on me about the fireworks and all that stuff. Uh, my family's been gone camping this week and for the first time in forever, I actually had to work this past week. So, uh, yeah, I was on, it was on my way home from work last night, it had dawned on me. Oh yeah. Uh, they just had the big fireworks celebration here mm. just a few minutes before, uh, I was driving through. Uh, you didn't even barbecue or anything. Nah, man. I just, uh, uh I came home and made myself a little bit of dinner and then, uh, stayed up half the night reading VR news and, and uh, deciding what we're going to talk about uh, today. Man, that's the dilemma, right? And it's, uh, do you play VR? Or do you research for the show? It's better for the show. If you research, you know, it's funny. I um I wanted to see a thieves last night with Jim Hall, which we're still looking for our third and fourth. And I again, like I did last week, I, I went into virtual desktop and uh I was blown away, Wes. Like I didn't I guess when you have because I, I, I guess the spoiler alert, I got the Rift S again. And uh so I was looking through that new um that better screen and it just looked so crisp and so amazing. And then it reminded me that, the, you know, even though the CV1 is amazing, uh, Scion, you need to upgrade now, bro. Don't wait for the reverb too, dude. Just get the Rift S. You'll enjoy it. Canada it up. And uh, that's my suggestion anyway. Yeah. Uh, without, you know, without saying too much, I'm going to choose my words very, very carefully here and, and say, Scion, you need to uh, don't wait until the second wave comes and knocks us back out of stock again. Uh, apparently now's the time to, uh, to get a headset, get in while the getting's good. Yeah. That was another thing too. Like I just decided I was going on a whim, like the day before, uh, like on Thursday night, I thought, eh, let me check and see if there's rift S's or, um, any quests available. And I went to quest first, the best buy, you could get both of them. And then I went to the rift S and I clicked on the actual Oculus website and it, where, you know, it tells you, you can get them at these retailers. It was sold out everywhere, but I clicked on Walmart. And Walmart said it was available right now. Come get it. You can pick it up now. And I was like, oh, man, that can't be right. So I just put it in my cart and I waited a day and I came back and it still said the same thing. So I went ahead and bought it and uh, we had to wait till the next day, but it was there. But the funny thing is, is it still says it's available right now at that same store. So they must have multiples in the stock. And I think they're starting to flood the market maybe or maybe just this area or i just i don't know i picked the right time to get the rift s but uh it's definitely an, a good upgrade from the cv1 i found out again second time so yeah looks like from the timing it was just meant to be uh and i made a little bit of an upgrade to my situation this past week as well uh basically just because of some perfect timing uh i, I was talking to uh, shiny robot on the discord uh, about streaming to the quest wirelessly using virtual desktop and uh you know i was wondering why so many people seem to have you know perfect success 
uh, streaming, but mine's always so choppy. So uh, he let me know what the, the specs were uh, for a, a, a router, the ideal router to stream with. And I checked mine and I was woefully under spec. So uh, I decided I would start to uh, keep an eye on the Facebook marketplace to, uh, so I'll, I'll know when there's a good deal on a router on there. And like literally within five minutes of, uh, looking, I came upon an ad for, uh, like a, a Netgear Nighthawk, one of those gaming routers. They normally go for a hundred bucks and, uh, dude had 60 on it. I offered him 40 and bingo, bango. All of a sudden I've got a new router and it roots. It's night and day, the difference between uh, streaming on the old router and the new one. That's the only thing I regret, because we were talking about before we started streaming that um, there's, you know, benefits and, and drawbacks to the Quest with the Link. And um, and one of the things I was, reason why I decided to go with the Rift is, I you know, the, the screen door effect. But, man, I, I really want to experience what you've, you've told me and what other people have told me about virtual desktop um, streamed wirelessly, like... You know what I mean? If you could play most of the games flawlessly or mostly flawlessly uh, without that tether, that just sounds appealing to me. Yeah, it still hitches occasionally. Uh, I, w I wouldn't use it for like a, a fast-paced multiplayer game or anything, but uh, for, for the single-player story-driven experiences that I'm normally playing, it works just fine. Uh, you know, it doesn't work quite as well as Link, but uh, it doesn't have to, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Swift uh, says, I have a Nighthawk. Works great for wireless streaming with virtual desktop. So that's another person that's saying the, the same thing that you just said. And uh, that's one of the things that I really, really hope they come out with. I don't, still don't know why we don't have a, a wireless adapter for the Rift S or just something, man. Like, I, I would think wireless would be a priority, but I guess that would also conflict with the Quest. So maybe that'll never happen. I think it's coming. Uh, I mean, we know that they're working on a newer version of the Quest, and I, I think that the newer version, at least to some extent, is going to have PC streaming in mind, where it's kind of just something that they tacked on uh, to the or the the current Quest. Um, so I th yeah, I think it's coming. There, there's a new uh, Wi-Fi standard out now, Wi-Fi six, which is uh, blazing fast and should be able to handle. Uh, streaming some pretty good, you know, signal, uh, VR signal over it. So I've, I feel like in the next year to two years, we'll see official support from Oculus. Uh, you know, th there's no shortage of, of innovation over there. They've showed us in the last week all of the uh, different or some of the different areas that they keep innovating in. And it's just amazing what, what they're doing uh, with everything. You know, they've showed off those... Uh, those lifelike avatars, uh, they now have realistic eyes. You know, before uh, the, the faces look pretty good, but the eyes look kind of dead. And uh, they've changed that now, and, and they've, they've perfected the eyes. Um, they also showed off technology this week, or at least uh, talked about technology that's going to allow them uh, a better, uh, more immersive experience on mobile hardware. Uh, not getting it to PC levels by any stretch, but they say it's within, uh, it, it's, it's conceivable that in the very near future, that mobile VR, like the next iteration of quest, uh, will be something a little bit more on par with, let's say a, a PS VR. 
Yeah, cool. Well, good times they are changing. They're good, right? So, indeed, they are. The uh, chat seems to be filling out nicely. VR Spry Guy in the house, Rebero, uh, Greg's VR, uh, Swift's in the house, Jim Hall, Roy Schwartz, Rendered Reality. What's up, guys? Uh, Slay Blaze. All right, thanks for uh, stopping by. Uh, so I guess we need to get on and uh, start talking about some of this news, and there was quite a bit of it this week, Roots. And uh, I just want to go ahead and say right off the top here, I'm not going to give my uh, long-form thoughts on uh, on Iron Man VR because, well, I'm saving that for tomorrow. Re honestly, I haven't had enough time to really dive into that game like it deserves, and uh, I think that's what we're going to do on the Monday show tomorrow, at least one of the things that we're going to do tomorrow. So if you're here to get my thoughts on Iron Man VR, uh, come back tomorrow and I will be glad to share them with you. Yeah. I know main fan was putting off every other game to play some Iron Man VR. So I definitely am looking forward to your thoughts. I haven't even talked to you about it yet. So yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, it's hard to discern what the, uh, the media the, the VR media thinks about Iron Man in general because they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. It, it, it's really obvious that they all really want to like it and want to call it game of the year, but it just has a few issues that uh, are a little too glaring, at least at this point. Uh, now, now, with that said, we're not that far from the release of PlayStation 5, and I'm quite sure that most of the uh, issues that people are having are going to disappear when that, uh, when that day comes. Cool. Anyway, but uh, no shortage of PlayStation VR news this week. Uh, not at all. And, you know, we went over it last week quite a bit about what, what a month that PSVR has in store. And uh, it just got better uh, exponentially this week because uh, we got the week off to the start with an announcement via the PlayStation, or I'm sorry, the uh, the Dreams... Uh, trying to forget the uh media molecule did a uh, uh like a week-long dreams event where they give out uh tutorials and all sorts of new news and the the uh the big news coming out of our, the early part of the week was that dreams psvr support is in fact ready and we're going to be getting it in just about two weeks time wow well so are you skeptical at all? There's people in the Discord that are like, this is, I mean, it's, how is it going to be ready, uh, the, the frames, and how is it going to, is it going to be for the pro only? Um, I think it's going to, you know, obviously they're going to have tailored experiences, right? It's not going to be everything um, out there, I would imagine. Right. Well, they've been, uh, surprisingly, they've been fairly, you know, tight-lipped with what we actually should expect from dreams psvr support um they're, they're not really telling us a whole lot uh about it i mean they, they've told us a few things and uh but you know our preconceived notions of what dreams psvr was going to be uh seem to be just that preconceived notions and um it does look like it's at least a, a very much a possibility that the VR support for Dreams is going to be an entirely separate thing. Uh, so all of the levels that have been submitted to the uh, servers via the the larger Dreams player base, uh, I don't think any of that stuff's going to be playable in VR. I think that uh, they're going to be releasing VR creators tools this week, uh, and um, 
all of the VR content is going to be specially made for VR. Oh, okay. Well, Rendered Reality wants to know if you're going to be making any thing in there. Not a chance in hell. You know, I uh. picked up Dreams uh, late last year when it was in early access, but I basically just did it because uh, I knew this day was coming, right? I knew that one day um, Dreams was going to be getting VR support, and, and when that day comes, there's going to be an infinite supply of uh, experiences. And, I'm, you know, of course, many of them aren't going to be worth my time, but a lot of them are, and, and the good thing that uh, that we learned, uh, one of the few things that Media Molecule actually shared with us was that uh, there there are in fact going to be uh, ratings in, in in the form of comfort ratings. So mm. uh, creators are going to be able to tag their content as VR content, and then users are going to be able to rate that. Uh, so we'll know going in, you know, which ones are popular, which ones aren't. So that's going to help us to uh, filter out a lot of the uh, junk that is undoubtedly going to be on there. Oh, good. So I don't have to worry about getting sick. Although I probably won't be playing it because um, I don't have a PlayStation VR anymore. Um, although that breakfast looks good, man. I saw that and I was like, damn, dude, I need some eggs and bacon. Like, what the hell's going on? Where's my chef? I don't have my chef here. Um, don't own a chef. Yeah, but... yeah it looks, looks like uh, Roots' dream come true, huh? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that looks pretty cool. I'm, I, it's, I know the uh, developer in the Discord's been excited about this coming out, right? On the PlayStation VR. A lot Arizona. of people have been excited about this. I mean, this has uh, endless potential. I mean, we've we've seen, even though we're not going to get to play some of that, uh, you know, flat stuff that 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 they've uh, the user base has created over the last year, we have been able to see what kind of talent. Uh, is available out there and it never ceases to amaze me how creative and talented people are when given proper tools and uh, the uh, my media molecule has said that um, included with the free update that's coming on july 22nd uh, will be vr specific tutorials uh, kits as well as playable content so uh not only are they going to give people these tools, they're going to show people how to use them. Mm. And interestingly, it says uh, that there's going to be playable content uh, included as well, because um, unless I'm mistaken, I think that they, they released a playable campaign with the uh, original dreams release. And uh, really that was all of the, the VR support that I expected before PlayStation five was that that specific campaign would be playable in VR, but no word uh, on whether or not we'll be able to actually do that. But apparently we are going to get some sort of uh, playable content uh, as well as all of these uh, tools and tutorials. Oh, that's cool. Sounds good. How long do you think it will be till uh, people have like good stuff? Cause it's going to take a while for people to work with it, mess with it, you know, come up with something really cool. A couple months, maybe. Well, yeah, it depends on how long um, it's been in beta. Honestly, you know, when Dreams went into uh, full release this last February, uh, there was already a, a great wealth of good quality experiences to experience on day one. And the reason for that was that they uh, allowed people early access to it and uh, and people got to work right away. So th I'm sure this thing's been in beta for at least a little while. I mean, we learned about the beta well, at least a month ago. 
so I'd say that uh, there's going to be some stuff for us to experience on day one, not only from Media Molecule, but uh, from those beta testers as well. Cool. Says that it was captured on a PS4 Pro. So that's what I would do. Not that yeah, that's, that's really the question, right? Is how is this thing going to stand up on the OG? Uh, obviously, the Pro a lot more cap capable than the original PlayStation. Uh, that's what I'm interested in because I, I got to imagine just to get this thing through uh, Sony QA that it must be, in, uh, you know, in a pretty good playable state, at least from a uh, from the perspective of performance. You think developers are, are going to miss these days, like when the PS5 hits and they have to develop for four slash five? Like, man, uh, I, not at all. And you can you can see it. uh <laughs> by what people are saying about PlayStation 5, by what the developers are saying. They're all so excited to have such a capable machine. And some that that is to some extent because of uh, the limitations of the last generation. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds cool. I was just reading the, well, the, the, the comments. Uh, everybody's talking about gun game. I know. Uh, oh, hey, Reckoner VR's in the, the comments. What's up, Reckoner? Uh, but yeah, no, they're talk talking about contractors, man. Contractors have been lighting up uh, not only the Virtual Strangers Discord, but also rendered reality from what I hear. They've got quite a group going on over there. Uh, it sounds like they're pros with their gun stocks and stuff. I don't have a gun stock, so. Well, um, you know, I feel pretty confident uh, that uh, that uh, our our Discord can, uh, can at least hang with them. You know, Scion's a killer in the uh in the contract yeah. contractors anyway even if he is uh, a little bit of a cheater yeah spry yeah true spry <laughs> guy as well and so over g's you know over g's one eye over g's man he uh he does really well with his gun stock so yeah yeah he uh he made his didn't he homemade yeah yeah it's a homemade one so i, th I think that might be the way to go i mean it beats the hell out of spending like a 150 dollars or whatever on a pro tube yeah, yeah, I thought about it. I'm thinking about. I don't know, man. That's a lot of money to invest in a Pro Two, but it sounds cool, for sure. Um, so, Reckoner uh, VR says, if I'm rubbish at contractors, will I have a bad time? You know, that just depends on who you're playing with, brother. Uh, if you're hooking up with the uh, with the uh, Virtual Strangers Discord, or the, I'm sure the Rendered Reality Discord as well, uh, nothing but quality people in there. So it's a blast to play with uh with people you know now it might not be so great going in with a bunch of strangers and uh, uh if you can't hang but uh you know i'm not the best in the world at contractors i've only played it what two or three times and uh i always have a great time even even though scion normally takes my head with him when we play no you'll love it gary it's um it's the the, they're, the mods that they got you'd have to download the maps and stuff but they're adding really cool maps like nuketown uh terminal um just a whole bunch of different old modern warfare maps they've got uh, kill confirmed domination um gun game so most of these you know like even gun game we'll play like three on three four on four where you got your teammates but you're still individually trying to get to the ultimate gun yourself to win um, but you have other people that are you can go around with but our favorite so far is kill confirmed and uh that's because not only the kill matters but confirming the kill matters even more so yeah, they uh they just released uh, another new game mode a couple of days ago, or am I mistaken about that? Um, I think they did. Yeah, it was like you have to take the bomb and carry it. You have a person that you have to protect the bomb carrier or whatever. 
But yeah, no, Gary, the, the, the contractor's original. I, I love the guns. I love the gameplay, but the actual game modes suck. I didn't like it. Um, it was just one node. You protected it, and it moved. And uh, But now that they're adding classic maps, and they're adding, um, through mods, they're adding classic modes like uh, gun game, kill confirm, domination. It's the only one, and they added a jump button, which is amazing for me. But uh, it's the only game that I've really seen that has a good domination mode in um because i don't think pavlov does but uh but the, the maps look amazing i think you'll you'll really enjoy it yeah for sure it's it's really quality and it's amazing how just all of a sudden the uh contractors uh devs just come to life and and turn it into take it from being a uh a pretty good you know multiplayer fps experience to uh a vastly improved you know my you know in my opinion uh, the best multiplayer FPS experience on VR right now. Yeah, absolutely. With no. the exception, with the exception of uh, Firewall, of course. But you know, Firewall is kind of a different game, right? Yeah, I still wish that would come to PC. A rendered reality wants to know when we're going to play. He says, "When are we going to play?" I say we set up something today. I know I've got to um, do the uh, Dark Frequencies uh, podcast with Skiva and um, Anthony after this. But other than that, I'm free to play after. Uh, I'll say this, I'm, I'm not 100% sure how much time I'll be able to, to uh, get into it today. My family's coming home, and it's my son's birthday, uh, so uh, things are kind of in flux. But uh, I might be able to get in there for a few minutes today, and I'm free all week because, uh, you know, even though I worked last week, I, I'm, I'm coming back into another week off this week, Roots. Oh, sweet, because we need to get some gameplay played and recorded, so... Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Rendered reality guys. We're literally it's, it's almost daily in our discord that, uh, these guys are playing contractors. They'll, they'll generally play contractors two days in a row. They'll take a day and they'll play grip and then they'll go the next day right back to contractors. So, uh, I'll be free most of this week. Uh, and those guys are playing every day. So yeah, we need to set something up. And, uh, uh, from what I hear you guys have a pretty, a uh, pretty large group that uh, plays contractors regularly, so it should be a good time. They're good. Yeah, we can get a full lobby now. Um, Reckoner VR uh, wants to know what dark dark frequencies is talking about today, which uh, our topic is um, simulation theory. Oh, so that, brother! Be you, you, we can. Uh, you guys are going to have a hard time squeezing that one into a, a three hour podcast, right? Yeah, well, hopefully it won't be that long after this one. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an inter interesting uh, topic for sure. Yeah, man. I, I mean, it's, it's so, um, it's an interesting topic to talk about because it ties into so many other topics. You know what I mean? Other areas that if, if, uh, if reality is a sim, a simulation and I don't want to start dark frequencies here on the virtual stranger mm. show, but it means a lot, a, a lot of different things, and, and namely, and what I, I really never hear people saying, and it just kind of blows my mind, uh, a lot of people that are willing to accept the idea that we're living in a simulation uh, aren't willing to accept the idea of an intelligent creator, of God. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you believe that this is a simulation, I mean, it didn't just happen naturally occurring, right? That means that there was, is an intelligent creator, and it means that there's a God, but I, I, I never see people quite reconciling that fact in their head. No, because the, the, I don't know. It's weird. That's exactly 
kind of what I'm, you know, my thought on it as well is like, if there is a simulation theory, you know, it could be how God uses it for, uh, for this universe. You know, I don't know how every, you know, everything they say, everything's duplicated. If it's on earth, it's in heaven. So, um, why wouldn't computers on a fantastic level that could create a, a whole universe, um, to go into so i don't know that's yeah, very interesting i've been in heaven i've been in heaven they've already got 4080 ti dude oh my god dude i need to go th- i don't want to go there though Wes. i want to stay on earth for as long can, as i can Can you imagine the ray tracing in heaven roots yeah ray tracing minecraft dude in vr that's one thing you don't got so uh rendered reality says uh whose channel is the dark frequencies podcast on it's on its own channel they actually uh created a new channel for it they've already got one episode under their belt and they go bi-weekly so uh they'll go today and then two weeks from the day they'll do the next episode yeah i don't even know what the next one is uh roy Swartz says what's outside it you know, that's the question right well, what happens when we get to the edge of the universe uh, i would imagine that there are other universes and uh that uh you know uh everything kind of looks the same uh from a certain perspective from a microscopic level to a a a, a gigantic ginormous level basically if you look at the galaxies uh in the universe and the way that they work together and then you look at things on the microscopic cellular level uh things are kind of organized in a very similar fashion so i got to imagine if we zoomed out even further to uh to the point where we could see the boundaries of the universe uh just on the outside of that you'll see other universes much uh uh, assembled in much a similar way to again uh cells in any piece of uh matter or uh galaxies in the larger universe yeah for sure um boycat says dreams hype yeah man dreams uh there's a lot of potential here the it's a very powerful game engine there's a reason why it took what seven or eight years for them uh to develop it and release it uh it's because it's a legitimate game engine and uh you know if the creators uh of the program have their way this is something that developers are going to use for years to come not only to create uh these amateur experiences, but to uh, hopefully one day monetize games uh, that were created in Dreams, much like an Unreal Engine or a Unity. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I think this game's going to shine um, when PS5 hits, or at least in the virtual way. Um, just think about the resource. Not having to worry about the resources will make a big deal of difference for the uh, creators, for sure. Yeah, man, you know... Uh, that was kind of our prediction, right? Was that the PlayStation VR support would be kind of um, limited on, on PlayStation 4. And then when PS5 comes out was when you would see full functionality released. So I got to hand it to these developers, man. Kudos to them for uh, for having a, uh, you know, a releasable product before PlayStation 5. It just goes to show you how talented uh, developers are when they're uh, properly funded and set up with optimization in mind, uh, these guys can literally accomplish anything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you see what they're able to do on PlayStation 4, and even to a larger extent with Oculus Quest, man. Every every new wave of Quest games is better than the last, and it makes you wonder when they're going to hit that uh, 
you know, that brick wall and, and stop being able to, um, to, to innovate on it. But, uh, we haven't seen it yet, man. It's full steam ahead. And it really, uh, again, the, the talent of today's, uh, VR developers never ceases to amaze me. My question would be, will they ever hit that wall for the quest? Because with a new updated quest right around the corner, you know what I mean? They might transition right into that one, never really hitting that wall and going into the next generation, or I guess half generation, it sounds like. So. Well, it's interesting that when you listen to some of the things that Facebook said this week, uh, and you've been saying it for a long time, that uh, that big advancements are coming sooner than everyone thinks, and that whenever they get the AI trained and apply that to VR, that it's going to be revolutionary. And, and basically, that's exactly what Facebook said with regards to mobile VR this past week, uh, as they touted some of their research in machine learning and in artificial intelligence. And basically what they've done is they have a working algorithm now that uh, they can increase the, um, the uh, render resolution by 16 uh, just through using AI and prediction. Uh, so what basically that's going to do is it's going to allow them to take uh, something like a mobile processor that's in the Quest, and that's what I was referring to earlier when I said they were uh, expecting to get around console-level quality out of it. Well, that's how. They're, they're, they're doing um, artificial super sampling uh, using artificial intelligence, and it's really amazing uh, the progress that they claim to have made. Wow, well, how would that translate to regular PC with a good video card to do the same thing and get it even better? I mean, do you think Anthony will finally get his VR prawn he's been waiting for? That's real. <laughs> I don't know if uh, if the prawn's ever going to be good enough for Anthony. Hmm. Um, uh, people people say it's not so bad right now, Roots. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's the right ones you hit, but uh, no, nah, man, that's that's really crazy. And it makes me wonder, will they like, like you could have a scene and it's not like they're going to be, the AI is going to have to guess what it should look like. You could give the computer, this is what it should look like, right? I mean, I can't, they give them that picture as well. And then it's like, okay, it tries to make it as close to that scene um, or whatever. I don't know. That's just really exciting te technology. And, uh, and I think the AI is going to really take off when it just starts doing stuff that we just take for granted that's going on in the real world. Because everything's so static when you go in there. Like, I mean, everything is what it is. Nothing moves that shouldn't be moving. Kind of like I tell people, I tell customers all the time that uh, we've, as humans, we've become ordained or we've became accustomed to nothing should be moving in our house unless we've ordained it to be moving. Whether it be uh, a pet or family members, you know, we shouldn't have strangers walking around. There should be no bugs crawling on the wall. Um, these are the little things that, just start happening like what if you just had a regular game and spider comes out of nowhere and crawls across the wall <laughs> just in randomness or just little random things that you're used to seeing in real life i think it will add that that bit of immersion um and i think it's, i think ai is going to be a game changer when it really really gets implemented um it's going to be crazy yeah well apparently we're a lot closer than uh, anybody realized and uh you know we saw it kind of a demonstration of it at the uh, last, you know, OC6 during uh, Michael Abrash's uh, talk. You know, he comes on there every year and talks about the future of VR as a technology. And this last year, he talked at length about um, uh, eye tracking and dynamic 
uh, foveated rendering. And one of the talks that tied into that was this kind of uh, machine learning approach to uh, super sampling and uh, predictive rendering of, uh, of a scene. And, uh, you know, I, they kind of had a demonstration that I kind of just felt like it was a hypothetical, you know, but uh, apparently it wasn't. Apparently they've got a, a very good working algorithm already. And uh, what you just said there was immediately where my head went to as well. So if they can do that on a mobile processor, what are they going to be able to do with the uh, home computer? Uh, it's going to be amazing, right? When you when it all comes together, when the uh, the, the eye tracking and the dynamic foveated rendering and the uh, the machine learning along with the 5G and the increases in wireless technology, and then the, the optical, you know, the, uh, what, what, what are the varifocal lenses? Uh, when all of this stuff comes together into a next generation uh, product, I think that Oculus might just, uh, you know, swallow the VR industry as a whole. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, that's one of the things that kind of ties into, um the simulation theory really because you know you have to get the uh technology to the point where you could be in in the virtual reality and not be able to tell the difference between reality and and non-reality and we're getting close to it you know i mean we're maybe five ten years away to the point where you know we might not be walking on some you know like in uh uh whatever that vr movie i always forget the damn movie name ready, uh, ready player one yeah ready player one um but I think you'll be in there thinking everything looks just as real, uh, you know, so. Yeah, well, we're getting there, man. If they could only, uh, if they could only get the, uh, the VR treadmill, uh, get it right, you know, get it down to uh, a, a, a suitable form factor and price. Uh, I feel like everything else is kind of, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's getting there. You know, the, the haptic suits are getting there. The gloves are getting there. The, the headsets are shrinking, uh, the developers are getting better at making software. Uh, we really are coming into the golden age of VR. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, we all predicted it, but it's uh, it's kind of cool to see it actually happening now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anyway, uh, as far as uh, Dreams goes here, uh, again, coming on, what did I say, July 22nd, so not very long to wait. And uh, before we actually get to see what uh media molecule actually has in store for us here again uh my expectations were quite low for dream support on ps4 so just the fact that they have anything that's uh you know that's playable that can get through sony qa uh it's promising and uh i look forward to seeing not only what media molecule has been able to do but what the uh larger dream Averse has been able to do or will be able to do with the new tools that they're being given. Yeah, that's what, man, the modders. I was just having this conversation with my son about Alex, and I'm excited about what's coming out with the, the VR mods. And, um, you know, we see what, what modders have done for contractors. Um, I, I thought the same thing as rendered reality. I, I enjoyed it as far as a game, but like I, I didn't enjoy the game mode, but uh, it died. And now the mods are bringing it back, and it's 10 times better than it ever was. And uh, so I'm excited to see what people's ingenuity can do in this in this uh, engine. Yeah, man. Uh, it's nice to have something like that on console. You know, 
people have been modding and doing things like that on PC for years. But it's cool as we come into a new console generation, uh, not only are we seeing that uh, people are going to have a lot of power at their disposal with these next-gen consoles, but now, at least in this one case with Dreams, uh, they're going to have the tools necessary to put it to work. I wonder, uh, you know, it's not a given that uh, that the PS5 version of Dreams is going to be included for people that uh, bought the PS4 version. Mm. You know, the, Sony's leaving that up to developers, whether or not they want to support uh, such a, uh, uh, a program. Uh, and we really haven't heard anything with Dreams, so it's going to be interesting to see going forward. If I'm going to actually have to buy this thing again. Uh, Tyler's, th Tyler's throwing a contractor's challenge down. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let me uh, get the chat back up here. I don't have it. He's coming I'm in there. He's saying he heard something about a contractor's challenge. But no, nah, I, I hear that you're coming into challenge. Oh, I heard you guys were ruckus, though. That you got gun oh, stocks yeah, and yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're let's be very clear here. When I say we're going to hold our own, I mean just that. We'll hold our own, but... In no means do we feel like we're going to be any kind of real challenge, uh, except for, you know, a few of our dudes here are pretty damn good, I got to say. Yeah, Spry Guy and uh, Scion. Actually, everybody's pretty good, pretty good. It's fun times. Um, you know, I monthly, I, I do warn you, if you play with Roots, uh, he screams when he dies. So, um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, prepare to hear a lot of F-bombs, not only from Roots, but from myself as well. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, we're down. We're game. So uh, I think they said some of them were going to play a little bit later this evening, but I'm down all week, dude. We can we can get it. You want it? We can get it, son. <laughs> oh, those uh, maps are so fun. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so I guess this would be a good time to remind everyone that if you, too, want to join the conversation and join the game, uh, the Discord is, uh, the, there's an invitation to our Discord down in the description below, and uh, you can join in. You all are invited. Uh, let's see how big we can get uh, get this thing and how, how full we can uh, get the lobby. I want a full lobby. Uh, so I want a completely full lobby, and I want to be on science team. So, he says, team uh, "River Reality says screaming is encouraged." Well, uh, I'll just say that sometimes the screaming isn't voluntary, sir. And uh, I, I predict that there's going to be loads of involuntary screaming going on when we murder you and your community for ever suggesting that oh. you could roll with us. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's 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 almost the same community um yeah i know right a lot of the same people right yeah uh coffee makes me better coffee makes everything better yeah yeah, yeah i need to get more coffee but i figured i'd make my second pot for the, the second podcast so yeah yeah you're gonna be brewing it up by the yeah. gallon today huh yeah best of three uh dude I, i'd say it's probably gonna turn into like a best of 300 if i if i had to guess tyler well, I don't know if if I, I but see, there's something about the Can, Canadian connection, though, Sion. Um, but yeah, well, it, Sion's a double agent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's good. we got to keep our eye on him, huh? Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, so, Dreams not the only fairly significant PSVR news that we got this week because we actually learned. You know, Roots, it's odd. We we learned. Uh, a long time ago that budget cuts was going to be coming to PSVR. 
uh, it was originally scheduled to uh, to drop back in May, uh, but when it didn't hit, uh, they just kind of, you know, kicked the can down the road and said, you know, okay, so now it's coming in July due to world events. Um, mm. But it, it was only like a week or two ago that they gave us the date of July 10th, but uh, almost as soon as they gave us that date, uh, they came right back around again behind it and said, you know what? Not July 10th, September 25th, oh, which Jesus. is, uh, which is odd <laughs> because it's such a, a long way away. You know, it, uh. I could understand them like saying, all right, we're ready. Oh, well, you know, give us another week, give us another two weeks. Uh, but they were like, okay, we're ready. Oh, never mind. Give us two more months, which, uh, I think it's strange or am I off base? No, that's very strange. I mean, you would be imagine you'd be very aware that if you needed a couple months and if you're ready, I could see a slight delay, but a couple months, I don't know, man. And the fact that it happened and then immediately happened right after it is bizarre as well. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to distance their game between something or trying to time it for something. I, I, I think that's exactly what's happening here. I think that they understand that perception is everything uh, when you're launching a VR game, and especially when you're launching a part, a port rather, that's been this long in development. I mean, this is the first original budget cuts game coming to PlayStation, not the sequel. I mean, th this game's been around forever. So I think they know that when they come, they better bring it, right? So that's exactly what they're going to do. And I think that's why they're uh, postponing the release until September is because they have a ton of new content uh, that's going to be releasing with the uh, PlayStation VR version um, that that uh, has not only a new level that they've called Panopticon, but there's also going to be a brand new arcade mode uh, built with a, quote, fully modeled and interactive arcade machine. So uh, this Budget Cuts PSVR version uh, not just going to be the budget cuts that we all know, uh, but it's going to be uh, it's going to have a whole new level uh, made quote with PSVR specifically in mind. And uh, not only is there a new level, but there's going to be new game modes as well. That's weird. I mean, it's cool. It's weird that they would add something special for them and leave us PC people out. It's rude. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I will say this: um, the the, the VR media kind of reported this as if the uh, the new level is going to be uh, a PSVR exclusive. Uh, the, I read multiple articles that said that, hmm. but they're all based off of this PlayStation blog post that I went and read myself. And there's nothing in there that says that this is going to be a PlayStation exclusive. All it says is that it was designed with PSVR in hmm. mind. That doesn't say exclusive to me, and I, I don't think for a second that this is going to be a PSVR exclusive. I think that uh, within a, a couple of weeks of seeing this come to PSVR, you're going to see it on PC as well. Okay, I'm not pissed anymore. And I just read something in the chat that blew my mind, and I didn't even know it existed. That, and Mepper said, was asking if Grip from Twitch Prime cross plays with Grip from other sources. I didn't know Grip had a free uh, copy of of um on twitch prime because i've got overload that's how i've played overload in vr was from twitch prime uh it's kind of interesting mepper i didn't know that grip did that so we'll have to find out definitely check the discord because we do play grip a lot and 
yes, uh, VR Spry Guy is right. Um, I do scream and uh, when I die in in grip as well. So, man, uh, I'm not screaming yeah, obscenities. Just I'm just screaming. Well, usually it's a screaming noise. It's like it's just like it's involuntary. I've always done it, so don't judge me. So yeah, I just curse uncontrollably when I play grip because uh, you know those guys they they're in there at least two or three times a week, and I've played it you know three or four times total. So like when I'm in there and and they're on all these expert tracks, like I just. I can't even keep my car on the track. That game's so fast. I just go flow, flying off in every direction, and uh, I just curse nonstop. That's why I always advocate to Scion for us to throw in Night Bowl, um, which is just a general circle, because it gives chances for people like you and me that are going to lose every time a chance to maybe win once because we're not having these elaborate tracks, right? So, Yeah, and he, he hates the idea that... Uh, his advantage is being taken away. You know, he earned that advantage roots. He put in the time, bro. That's true. Uh, if you want if you want to hang with him, you gotta put in the time as well. All right, I'm starting right now. Let me stop the stream. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh but yeah, uh, let me ask you, you know, they went into a little bit of detail telling us about this panopticon level for budget cuts. Hmm. Uh and it seems like a different takes so different than the existing budget cuts uh gameplay style. Basically, it's a big circular level. The idea is to uh, get to the center. There's a green room, literally green room in the center of the map uh, mm. that you can see from many different points uh, in the level. Uh, you can see where you're going. And uh, it's up to you uh, how you get there. They've uh, basically, they're, they're playing on the dynamic of stealth versus, you know, gung-ho aggressiveness. And, um, you know, that, that the dilemma, that debate we all have whenever we go into a stealth game, whether or not we should actually be stealthy or whether or not we should just blow the bad guy's faces off, uh, that's, that's kind of the idea that this level's built around, that your choices are, are going to determine your path uh, to the center of the level. Um, again, uh, very different to existing budget cuts, very stealth-oriented uh, gameplay. Uh, are you interested in returning to budget cuts uh, to check out a new level, even if uh, it isn't the budget cuts that you're used to? Sure. I don't, I mean, I'm not tied to the the way the budget cuts was originally. I think it's interesting because, you know, I would go more stealth um, because you saw what happened with that first guy's shot. That's me missing with those knives. Um, and if you're really good at nailing those shots, it would be really cool to go through and just go gung ho killing them and make your way through to the center um, I'm going to be missing them and then they come running over and start screaming at your face and then they kill you and then root screams and then, uh, we start over again. So, um, but yeah, you know, it now, sounds interesting. I, I feel like now would be a good time. It'd be great if this, this level were available now because I'm trained, right? I've been playing phantom covert ops and the, uh, uh, I'm very much trained to play, uh, using a stealth tactic now, even though it is so much fun to to uh, you know, snipe people in that game, uh, you're rewarded for being stealthy. So right now I'm in that stealth mind frame. I don't know if I'll uh, still be uh, still be here when uh, September rolls around. Do you grab uh, you grab for your visor in budget cuts and realize that you don't have it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, isn't it interesting how similar uh, the um, the premise is from a gameplay perspective 
between uh, Phantom Covert Ops and a game like Aspire 1. And uh, Phantom Covert Ops just nailed it, and it's so much fun. But the Aspire 1 is just kind of okay, you know? Isn't it funny, too, because you hear from the same people like Scion or other people that have never played it. Even my son was kind of crapping on, on it because he heard that you were in a kayak. Um, that uh, just the difference between the two games, you know? Like uh, Spire One, you can move everywhere, you can climb everything, you you know. But it was okay. It just didn't do what it was supposed to do. Whereas, yeah, you're limited to the kayak, but it has it's the the immersion, the feel, the the guns, the just everything about the gameplay nailed it. It's just a totally different experience. Um, but yet, it doesn't have what everybody says it should have, which is getting out of the kayak. And it's just weird to me. Yeah, um, I feel like. Um... It's one of those situations like Freediver, right? Where you have this, uh, the whole game is kind of built around this mechanic. Uh, and it's so well done that you'd love to see it just be an aspect of a larger game, right? The, where, like, uh, like in Freediver, you know, you have the swimming mechanic and the diving mechanic. That would be a great couple of levels in a larger adventure game. And I feel like uh, they've kind of got the same thing going on here with Phantom Covert Ops. A great game, one of the best games of the year. But just how epic would it be uh, to have a larger, you know, uh, a larger adventure that is on this level production-wise that, that has, uh, you know, certain levels of the uh, kayak, uh, the kayak mechanic that uh, the game's built around uh, today. I think Phantom Covert Ops struggles in this way. Really, the, the the only way every game that struggles would be that's kind of based on a similar type of game is everybody wants Metal Gear in VR. And so if it's not exactly Metal Gear in VR, it's like they shit on it. And uh, even okay. though it's amazing and it's its own different in its own right, um, but uh, I think that happens a lot as well. Yeah, I think Stealth's a, a hard... Uh, genre to get right to be quite honest especially in vr uh, and especially today's day and age because it takes a certain amount of patience uh to be stealthy you know uh, rendered reality says it here in the uh, chat he says i have a hard time being stealth i just want to take everyone out that's my problem right uh, that's the reason why I'm, I'm so lukewarm on aspire one i mean aspire one from a from a production standpoint is a great game it works well there's a lot of variety to uh, what you can do uh, the only problem is is that i it's supposed to be a stealth game and uh, i don't want to play it that way i just go in there and kill everyone um and it, the game really it it uh, penalizes you uh for, for doing it much like phantom covert ops uh but i where in whereas in phantom covert ops uh, I can play stealth, and uh, and it's fun. I just can't seem to make myself do it in Aspire One. I just, uh, it's just so fun to uh, to kill everyone. You don't have somebody lecturing you. If somebody stopped you every time and said, "Look, you're not supposed to be killing these guys," <laughs> like in Phantom Covert Ops, right? I got lectured a couple times, and I thought, eh, "I guess I'm not supposed to be killing these guys." And they do limit your ammo, so I never ran out of ammo. But I would imagine that would suck. So, yeah, but I mean, um, uh, Aspire one, just one of, uh, quite a few examples of stealth, not really hitting the mark in VR. I mean, think about, uh, Rogan, uh, that was one of the better ones and still 
still just okay, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of stealth. Intruders was a really good stealth one as far as the stealth version, and they penalized you. They made you not want to get caught. And those guys were quick, man. They ran over there pretty damn fast, kind of like the budget cuts guys. It's like when they notice you, there is, I mean, it gives you a second of where they look, and then all of a sudden they're high booking it towards you. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, well, I guess budget cuts, uh, intruders, these are some of the, the better examples of stealth. So, it's going to be uh, interesting to see what we do when given an option, right? Uh, because that's kind of, again, that's what the Panopticon level is built around is uh your choice it's up to you how you want to play it yep. uh and i i feel like that's a good uh, uh it's a good thing that to build a level like this around because it gives it replayability right you can play it one one time one way and then come back in and, and take the other approach and, and play through the whole thing again yeah definitely a lot of replayability for that reason so um what time is it uh quote time you know i thought about it Wes. i need to find i need to find somebody saying quote time or quote or something time. something <laughs> i need to find a a, a visual or something because it deserves it it's quote time uh, I, I think i could uh i could come up with something i'll send you a clip i've got something in mind that might work okay okay for uh what you're trying to do there yeah i just want to make it a momentum or momentous occasion because a lot of people get excited over quote time out there i do there, there's always some uh some some wisdom being dropped in quote time we, we put it here for a reason right yep absolutely all right so this is uh Ole axelson uh the game designer uh behind budget cuts uh from neat corporation and i quote with panopticon we wanted to put the player's journey and the importance of choice at the core of levels design. We wanted to encourage the player to pave their own path forward, either through brute force and action, or through stealth and sneaking their way around in order to reach the center of the level. So, um, you know, I found it interesting, you know, that they've put this uh, emphasis on choice and the, the, the circular design level, uh, the use of color. These are the things that they were uh, touting in the original PlayStation blog hmm. uh, uh, post that I, that I read about this in. Um, and, and again, they they said that they that they're imp implementing these things in um, with PlayStation VR in mind. And it just makes me wonder, you know, how how is this going to to tie in? To PlayStation VR's limitations, because you know that's what they're talking about when they talk about designing something with PSVR in mind. They're talking about getting around the uh, the limited, you know, tracking um, volume and uh, and the uh, well. I, I don't need to list down PSVR's uh, flaws, but when, when you hear people talking about designing levels with PSVR in mind, we we know what they really mean, right? They mean that. Uh, they're finding workarounds uh, to get around the deficiencies of the platform. So I, I'm really interested to see uh, how this level design and this approach uh, is going to alleviate some of that, because just sitting here and, and thinking about it, going off of what they said, I really don't see the correlation. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, my eyes were opened up. Like I said, you know, everything goes back to contractors in, in 2020. 
um but just how changing just adding game modes changing um different uh graphics or whatever making it feel different maybe this this round level is like so cool or so different or you know something that really is unique that everybody really loves it i don't know i mean it'll be interesting to see what it is um but i just think it's cool that they're still you know adding to it especially for a new release so they could have easily just ported it over you know they didn't need to add extra stuff so yeah and when you consider with uh the uh the updates that they've already given the budget cuts, the, the original budget cuts, right? Because they, uh, I'm not so sure if it's going to be available on PlayStation VR at launch, but at least in the PC version, they implemented a lot of the updates from the sequel, right? Into the original. So when you think about that, the fact that they've overhauled pretty much the whole game and now they're adding in new content to it, uh, it makes you w wonder, you know, uh, imagine you're new to VR coming in and you want to buy one of them. Uh, how do you pick, right? It seems like they're supporting the original more than they're supporting the new one. I like the original better. But I, my question is, when are you going to get into the original? You've never played Budget Cut 1 yet. Budget Cuts 1. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's kind of funny that I'm saying this so long after the uh, the game has launched, but uh, I guess I'm going to wait on it to be a finished product, right? Yeah. <laughs> That is funny. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you're just going to take a page out of Alex's book and, uh, you know, make sure it's got a proper release. So. Yeah, yeah. We, we may never get there, Roots. Yeah. I just don't know. I can't commit right now, okay? There's too many good games out there. Hey, there is, and, and some good games are getting a whole hell of a lot better. Case in point, Angry Birds Isle of Pigs. You know, uh, when you talk about support, uh, for a game in the form of additional content. Very few games have been supported the way that Resolution Games has supported Angry Birds Isle of Pigs. Uh, of course, you know, as it, when it released, it released with its four base levels. Uh, soon after that, they had the Spooky Update, uh, which, by the way, not only were there four more levels there, uh, two of which we're still waiting on, unless I'm mistaken, uh, but the... the the, uh, with the spooky update came new block types and a whole lot of uh, variety, not only in the, uh, uh, the, the levels, the, le the level diversity, but the puzzles as well. Uh, really, it picks up where the original game left off and builds upon it. And when they added in the spooky update, that's when uh, the Isle of Pigs became really a, one of the best palate cleansers in VR. Uh, and then from there, they added in a level builder uh, so that you can share your, um, your, your levels. You can create your own levels and share them with, you know, your, your kids, your, your wife, your boyfriend, girlfriend, what have you. Uh, well, now they're taking that level builder and they're going online with it. So much like the, uh, the promise of dreams that we were talking about at the top of the show, uh, we're getting a similar promise from Angry Birds Isle of Pigs uh, in that uh, from now on, it's going to be this endless uh, source of uh, quality VR content. And um, man, uh, when you consider the, uh, the the change that the changes that have come to this game since it first launched, it's like night and, day, night and day. And I feel like Resolution Games deserves a lot of credit for uh, the game that they've built here. 
Yeah, because you said it. The game was already really amazing, worth buying to begin with. And then they added all the extra levels, which, too, we haven't even seen yet, which I would guess is around Halloween time. Um, and then now you've got the community, and, and we this is kind of the theme we're going back to today for some reason. I guess it's just the theme of VR anymore. Uh, but games like this, especially, or contractors, or any games where you can have uh, the community create different things, I mean, it really opens this up. This game became a no-brainer to buy because if you didn't even like the the way that they presented the levels to begin with, you can create your own or you can check out the uh, community. So it gives you a lot of options, pretty much unlimited gameplay. And I mean, look at that tower that that guy just took. It looks like it took him about five seconds to build it. Like, who doesn't want to play that level? But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just really cool. And that's one of the things that I bugged me about angry birds in general you know because like if you're playing on the phone most of the games you have a lot of birds to choose from you can pick and choose this game was designed as this is the bird you're using right now and so this just opens it up i like the fact that you're picking your birds and maybe it'll give you the option to where you can have the level set up and you can actually pick your birds as well um in the game versus building it so i just think it adds a a lot of um versatility and makes me want to go back in it and check out uh, some of VR Spry Guy's amazing levels he's going to build. So. Hey, Roots, um, let me ask you, uh, do you know who else likes to have a lot of birds to choose from? <laughs> I think uh, I My think your mom. mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, uh, you know, we, we kind of said it earlier with, with Dreams, uh, a lot, loads of potential when you're depending upon the community for content. Uh, I feel like it, it goes... Uh, to say tenfold for something like Angry Birds uh, Isle of Pigs because where Dreams is confined to uh, one platform and one community, Angry Birds Isle of Pigs is on everything, man. It's on PSVR, it's on Quest, it's on PCVR, it's on Steam and Oculus. I mean, it's everywhere. Uh, so when when you look at the, the possibilities, I mean, it, it just grows exponentially, right, with all of these extra people in there. Uh, I got to imagine we're going to see some really elaborate uh, levels on this and uh, and much to my mom's delight uh, a non-stop endless supply of birds yeah who doesn't love birds you know <laughs> uh anyway uh what what you were saying about the um the guy's level there that apparently you weren't very impressed with uh you're not going to have to worry about that too much because like dreams uh the angry birds isle of pigs community is going to be able to rank levels hmm. so that others can browse and play new ones based on popularity, difficulty, or uploaded time. I can't make any levels now because I can't take the rejection, Wes, because I know I'll get like a one star and they'll be like, this is the worst level ever. Don't do it. It would be like really simple. So. Well, I mean, you, you basically, you know, a lot of people, uh, all they do is play Super Mario Maker, right? Mm. And uh, they they make levels for it, and uh, I mean there there are literally hundreds of people who are known for their quality Mario levels that uh, that uh, that they share through through Super Mario Maker Two now at this point. Uh, so I kind of feel like the same thing uh, can be said about Angry Birds as as uh, or the same approach to level making uh, should be taken where uh, the people who are really serious about making levels for this game 
they're they're not going to upload it until it's ready, right? They'll they'll work on it forever if need be before they get something that's worth sharing. And uh, I, I would give you the same advice if uh, if you're going to make a level uh, and you're worried about rejection, just you know don't share it until it's ready. Uh, I'll be sitting there waiting to share it forever. Just got to put it out there. Yeah. It's going to be like uh, just like one column, right? One like large column that goes into the sky, and then like. Uh, just like three of the red birds. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that was really, that's an elaborate level right there, man. That guy just did it. He's like, I did it. It is. Oh. I mean, if you close your eyes, you can uh, imagine anything being there. I mean, like that could be the tower of Sauron. Roots. Yeah. And that's true. I'd love to build the tower of Sauron in there and have people destroy it. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Who doesn't love the temple of Sauron? Though, yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, the Angry Birds VR Isle of Pigs level builder update is live today oh, wow. for Oculus Quest and Rift, HTC Vive, Valve Index, Windows Mixed Reality, uh, and it's available on the Oculus, Steam, and Viveport stores, uh, respectively. Just what I was saying, man, this game is uh, it's everywhere. However, uh, Resolution Games has said that the PSVR version will be released soon. Uh, but there's no date at the moment. Mm. Well, at least they're not just pushing it back months. They're just saying we're just not sure. Right. Well, yeah, I, I kind of tend to believe them when they say soon, right? You know, um, one of the uh, perks of uh, of doing this show for the last, you know, year, year and a half, however long it's been now, is uh, getting to know some of these developers and I got to say that the people at Resolution Games, some of the most professional people that uh, I've dealt with since we started doing this. So if they say it's coming soon, I, I wholeheartedly believe that we're going to have it soon. Yeah, me too. Ray Pope says, oh, shit, late to the party again. Grr, Ray, you're always right on time, brother. We uh, we don't always show up uh, when we say we're supposed to anyway. So how could we ask that of our viewers? Yeah, I don't see that comment. Is it way up there? Did I miss it? Ray Pope, it's the most recent comment that I'm seeing. Oh, seen. so my thing's changed to, to top chat and not live chat. Ah, hey, what's going on, go. Ray Pope? Oh, shit, late to the party again. <laughs> so apparently oh, uh, Ray Pope's uh, chat doesn't make the cut, right? Yeah. It's not the it's, top chat. You're not top chat yet, Ray. You just kind of squeezed in here. You got to... You know, do a couple more things, couple jump through some hoops, and you could be top chat, I guess. I don't know what the difference is there. I'm glad I got practice, it on live son. chat, though. Yeah, yeah, very true. Practice and get better at that chatting, bro. If you yeah. want to be among the top chatters, or like uh, you need to show up on time, not partially through that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah. plenty of show left to go, Roots. Plenty true. of show left true, to go. True. Um, plenty of games left to talk about, namely, uh, one that. Quite honestly, I was surprised to hear about, especially when uh, when you read the description of what this game actually is, and uh, that is Mortal Blitz Combat Arena. Uh, so a few days ago, uh, Sony's head of independent uh, development studios, uh, Shushei, uh, Shuhei Yoshida, uh, revealed during a Japanese indie event, Bit Summit Gaiden 2020, that a free-to-play shooter Mortal Blitz Combat Arena would be coming to PlayStation VR. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, for those of you who don't know, Mortal Blitz was a uh, 
a Gen 1 VR game. It was a very early VR game. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what year that it came out, but it's been around forever. Uh, and I've never played it, so, you know, chat enlighten me here. But I've always kind of thought of Mortal Blitz as this uh, linear story-driven action game. Uh, so when I see them coming out now with a sequel that's kind of a multiplayer arena, it's a bit of a head-scratcher to me. Uh, maybe, again, I've never played it. Maybe I'm just wrong about what that game actually was. Uh, but it seems like the sequel here uh, is completely different than what the uh, the original game was. Yeah, it's really weird, too, the way they're fighting. Like, they're stuck to that spot, but they're teleporting spot to spot, but then they're defending that that little node or something. I don't know. I, I've never played it either. Never even heard of it. Um, but uh, it looks interesting, for sure. And it's free, right? Uh, apparently. Apparently it's free, which was... Um, you know, it's odd. You kind of get mixed signals here with this game. You know, that when we first heard of it uh, or heard about it, this game was reported as a PlayStation VR exclusive uh, that's free to play, uh, strictly a multiplayer, you know, arena, battle arena. Uh, but come to find out, uh, this game is not going to be uh, a PSVR exclusive uh, forever. This game is coming to PC VR as mm. well. And it's not just a multiplayer game either. There is also going to be a single-player mode that features a 15-plus mission campaign across normal, hard, and expert difficulty levels. So uh, if, they've, if they've really developed not only a, a fully fleshed-out uh, multiplayer battle arena uh, on top of a 15-mission uh, single-player campaign, I find it hard to believe that we're going to be able to access all of that content absolutely free of charge I, I just i don't believe it i think that uh much like the psvr ex exclusivity uh i think that that part of it might uh might turn out to be not so accurate as well well that's my first question is who the hell's funding this man like if it's free out there and you expect it to be good at all somebody's got to be paying for it right or it's going to be indie jank fast garbage from hell maybe not but um, if it's for, I just that somebody's got to be funding it. So I'm just curious to, to know who's doing that and, uh, maybe it'll be good. You know, I, I mean, it's free that you'll have no reason not to try it. And it's also got a campaign, which means that people will at least want to try that and then maybe get into the, the combat access as well. So I think we could see a situation here. Like we saw with, uh, the, the archangel, you know, the, the hellfire, multiplayer thing that they added in the the multiplayer was free to play right mm -hmm. everyone could play it but if you want to play the story campaign you got to throw down that twenty dollars uh maybe we got something like that going on here yeah maybe what did your son think of the archangel uh story oh yeah he doesn't like that that kid dying right <laughs> his son man his, his son, son got killed roots it's very upsetting for him i just think that was great that's just a, a typical that's how my my son would have been like, i don't like that yeah so yeah he hasn't he hasn't went back into it ever since he saw that little boy get killed he's like no not for me he'll play rush of blood you know no problem people getting sawed in half no no big deal but you're gonna kill his boy his son that he loves no man, way not me man i was ready to go in and start attacking like screw you you killed my son boy so. <laughs> uh anyway um mortal blitz combat arena 
Uh, core multiplayer mode will feature quick match, two to four players, ranked match, and event match options. Matches take place in arenas filled with hexagonal platforms, hexagonal platforms, uh, with light barriers activated once you step mm. on them. So uh, you're going to be teleporting node to node, uh, much like um, like that tower tag that just came out. Only when you finally make it to the platform, uh, the shield's going to pop up around you, mm. but it, it doesn't last forever. It's destructible, right? So you're not going to be able to just camp out. You're going to have to keep moving. Well, sounds interesting. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, players are able to customize their characters and loadouts uh, from the color of their armor to the weapons, uh, including a machine gun, minigun, rocket launcher, shotgun, and railgun. Um, so it looks like, uh, you know, unlike Tower Tag, uh, there's going to be some var variance here, right? Some variability, not only to the gameplay, but to the, uh, uh, to the cosmetic uh, uh, options as well. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it uh, could be really good. I'm excited to see what it's going to be. Yeah, but such, you know, the only thing that really weirds me out about it, like I said, such a departure from what my idea of what Mortal Blitz was. Did you did you get a chance to play Mortal Blitz? I did not, actually. I had never even heard of it uh, until now, just to throw a uh, what's up to Gamertag is in the house. Just, just strolled in. Oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, this is, this is the... Uh, you know, I want to go ahead and apologize to the chat. I, I, uh, I normally print my notes and I have them in front of me, which allows me to, uh, look at the chat, but my printer, uh, my ink cartridge is out and it will not give me my notes today. So I have to choose roots. I have to choose between, uh, reading off my show notes or, uh, reading the chat. So, um, ah, uh, what's up, <laughs> what's up to everyone that I'm missing gamer tag, uh, uh whoever else might be in there uh thanks for showing up guys and uh sorry i can't really keep my eye on it uh like i normally do no nah, man you're the news you're the the information behind the show you know like you're how i get my news wes you i get my vr news from <laughs> you dude <laughs> hey man you, so. you know that that's case in point you know sometimes uh, i feel weird you know offering up our show notes as a, a bonus for our Patreon supporters. But I mean, it's a, it's pretty informative. If you read my show notes, uh, you can keep up pretty well with what's going on in VR gaming, right? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. That's what we're here for. We're here to inform people roots. We're here to make sure that we have the most knowledgeable, uh, uh, viewer group, uh, or community, uh, in VR. And I'm quite proud of, uh, uh, our community and uh the fact that they always have their finger on the pulse of what's going on in vr gaming yeah wes is vr news i agree gamer tag he does have his i was just telling my son today i said wes wes really has his his finger on the pulse of what's going on in, in virtual reality so awesome co-host well, you know uh to be honest i'm just regurgitating stuff from uh a handful of different uh, vr news websites uh you know, as much as I like getting on here and playing journalist, uh, those guys are the ones that really deserve the credit. Uh, people like Upload VR, Road to VR, uh, VR Focus, 
and uh, our our fans. Those are the ones that I, I go to most of the time. Yep. Uh, those are the guys that are doing the real work. I'm just uh, sitting here and uh, uh, pretending to know what I'm talking about. We're, we're playing. We're pretending. Yeah. <laughs> West News Scion says. It's fake news, bro. Fake news. I, I do just want to have fun over G's. Just show up, do the show, talk about VR, enjoy it. I do. I I, I, I miss some of the shows I don't watch. as I, I probably should go back to them. Don't watch as much as I used to because I don't want to try not to taint my opinion with other people's. But, uh, um, yeah, you miss some good uh, communities out there. So. Onikazi says that Mortal Blitz is uh, six bucks uh, on, during wow. the Steam sale. So uh, that that's the original. Am I right? Or, or you know, I've never played it again. But if I recall correctly, that's a very linear, uh, you know, story-driven action game, right? Just like kind of a a shooter. Six uh, bucks. Uh, something completely different than what they're offering up uh, in this uh, new title. Yeah, true. True. Rendered Reality says it's almost as fun to talk about VR as it is to play VR. And that's true, especially when you're living in times like we are now. Now, I, I might not have agreed with you, say, um, in early 2018. Uh, remember when VR was dead way back when, when uh, all the games were tech demos and, uh, and, and VR was this, you know, expensive, unattainable thing for the general public. Uh, but now, today, I mean... Uh, there's different hardware news every day. There's new games every day. I mean, games worth talking we, about in 2018. We, exactly. We could do a whole show right now, like do a whole hour to an hour and a half, just talking about games that we know are coming this year, but we don't know when. Games that could drop at any moment. Games like uh, The Walking Dead Onslaught or uh, After the Fall or Sniper Elite. Uh, VR, you know, I could keep going. Undead Citadel. There's so many great games coming this year. Uh, it's just a great time uh, to be a VR enthusiast. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And uh, I think maybe we should be. Uh, I was gonna say, but uh, no, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, GamerTech says everyone follows news uh, follows for news from news sources such as Upload. As long as we credit them, we're all good. And uh, anyway, we just present it better. Boy, do we, man. Uh, uh, that's kind of what we do, right? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, that, says, oh, that's, uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, render, I was saying Rendered Reality says that 2016 was rough. He was refreshing Oculus and Steam page every day to see if something good came out. You know, I, I noticed this myself uh, yesterday when I was uh, putting together the, the free stuff and killer deals segment and i was looking through the uh the playstation catalog i can remember in my head uh i can remember back when that thing when you looked at the the number of titles that are that's in the catalog when it was stuck right before it got to 300 it seems like it took it forever to get from 290 to 300 and uh today it's uh it's approaching 650 titles on the uh on the psvr uh store so what growth we've had since then right yeah i don't think i could do this show in 2018 early because that's when i came into vr and um and i even feel like just the change from when we started the show to now is like we're slowly having to play some of the worst of the worst games there was like a point especially early on where it was like you have to play what's out there man this is it this is this is what you get 
And it was like, but I don't like that. It'd be like somebody giving you a meal and saying, here's your food. And you're like, that's my least favorite food in the world, but I got to eat. Um, now we're at a point now where there's so many good games coming out. Sometimes we have a hard time choosing what we're going to play. And don't get me wrong. It's not like flat games where there's like 20 really amazing titles, but we're getting there. And I think we're just on the cusp of uh, dual releases, VR slash flat in games that we have no idea are ever going to be in VR. I think we're like right on the edge of just going, oh my God, that's coming to VR um, because of the PlayStation 5. Yeah, we've we've certainly become spoiled over the last uh, year to eighteen months. Pretty much since the uh, you know the new headset reveals, the Quest, uh, the the Index, the Rift S. Ever since then, we've got a a torrent of new VR games, uh, many of which are triple A quality level. And uh, honestly, Roots, I feel like if if another game didn't come out right now it was the end uh i feel like it would take me probably a year to uh just to play through my backlog right mm, absolutely and uh greg vr uh says greg's vr says ea jumping in could be a catalyst and i think if anything it's more of a, a telltale sign of where we're at you know you're seeing the big game these companies are now because of valve have decided wow this is, and quest this is a viable uh avenue to go down and then of course you have you know everything else going on a lot of the weirdness with the the virus and stuff it's shifted a lot of focus and a lot of allocations and uh i think we're right on the cusp of, of vr becoming mainstream so uh well we get closer every day and i don't know when it's going to happen uh next month next year two years from now but whenever uh uh sony makes their next big move uh, for PSVR, their next big VR push, uh, I feel like uh, that's going to be a big time, not only from uh, you know their first-party studios, but from people like EA, the the big game houses of the world. Uh, I feel like uh, we're just getting started with Gen 2 VR, and, uh, and it's about to get even a whole lot better than it even is today. Absolutely. And uh, Gamertag says he wrote a review for Iron Man VR today, made him a little sad reading it back, asked if if we've talked about Iron Man VR, which Wes is the only one's going to, at least at this point, that's going to be playing it. But he said he's, what, you're going to talk about it tomorrow, right? Uh, we spoke on it briefly, uh, GT, but mainly uh, all I spoke about was how it's getting uh, mixed reviews and, and mixed uh, feelings from people. You can tell that people really want to like it. Uh, but it has some pretty glaring flaws. But uh, I'm going to talk about it at length tomorrow on the Monday show because uh, uh, that's, that's just generally how we, we normally do it. Was We talk about what we've been playing on Monday. Occasionally, we, we break that. Uh, but but that's I haven't really had time to dive into it like it deserves yet. So we're going to talk about Iron Man VR tomorrow. But i got to imagine, by the way, that you said that there, that you're... Um, that you're having some of the uh, same reservations that it seems like everyone else is having about it. He just, gamer tag. he just wants to keep me in suspense. And he said, you're just going to have to wait one more day, Roots, to know what I think. And uh, it's not nice. Uh, honestly, I just haven't had time to play it all that much. Uh, you know, it, it released on Friday. And like I said, I went back to work this week. I've been working. Uh, I came home on Friday with the intention of playing it, but it didn't like... Uh, 
pre-install like I expected it would. I pre-ordered it. I expected it to be ready to go. Uh, but when I was ready to go, it wasn't. And it's mm. like a 50, like a 50 gigabyte download. Uh, so I started it to downloading and I went, instead of playing that, I went and played Half-Life Alex, and uh, I finally, finally finished Half-Life Alex. Oh, wow. How was that? What are your thoughts on Half-Life Alex? Do you think it was, uh, it was um, as the ending? Uh, well, I don't want to get too spoilery uh, about it, but uh, I'll just say that uh, that final chapter, that chapter 11, I absolutely loved it. And it had nothing to do with the story. It, you know, I... I'm not one of these Half-Life fanboys, you know. I, I didn't, I didn't come from PC gaming. Uh, I never played Half-Life games before Half-Life Alex. Uh, with that said, that last level was so cool. The uh, you, you've heard me say it a million times. Uh, I love playing in these surreal, dreamlike environments, and that very much is what's going on at the end of that game. Yeah, it was definitely surreal for sure. Well, that's cool, man. Uh, you know, one thing that I, um, my son came in and was, well, wanted to play Minecraft. Well, actually, I showed him the Rift S and, and I was sh just showed it to him and he put it on, which he usually doesn't play VR. And then he just clicked on Minecraft and went in and he, cause he's a big Minecraft person. And so he was really enjoying that. And then he started talking to me about Fallout 4 cause he had played it back in the day and, and it got me thinking, I need to, so I'm going to go back into it, Wes. I re-downloaded Fallout 4. I don't think I've seen it with my either that Rift S or the uh, um, 2080. So I want to see if the performance is any better, what it looks like, and uh, how it runs. So, Yeah, I've been itching to uh, get back into Fallout 4 lately as well. It's just This goes back to what I was just saying a moment ago. I can play for a year, literally, on my backlog and, and be just fine. I could probably make it halfway through a year just with the uh, fallout and skyrim alone right yeah yeah it's crazy not to mention asgard's wrath i mean good lord that's too much man stormland we still got to play through some stormland so. oh yeah i guess this would be a good time to inform uh the patrons the people that support us on patreon uh what we have in store for you coming up this week uh the money show number three is coming and we had quite the uh the idea and I, I guess we're going to kind of trial run it uh, on uh, the the Patreon on the Money Show, and if it turns out to be as cool as I think it's going to be, maybe we start uh, producing some content for the larger channel. But uh, you know, we're going to discuss topics like we normally do uh, on our on our you know the Monday Show or the Money Show. Uh, but instead of st sitting in front of a camera and doing it. We're going to do it while we're blasting bad guys' faces off. So we're going to start going into these games, talking about the issues of the day, whatever they may be. Uh, generally, the money show, it, it, we talk about things that uh, that we that don't come up uh, on on our other shows. Uh, but we're, the whole time that we're we're going to be talking about it, we're also going to be playing some game and uh, trying to uh, multitask. So it should be interesting. Uh, this week, as Ruth said, we're 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 uh, we're going to be uh, recording live from Stormland. So uh, we're going to be talking about a, a, a few different topics, and at the same time, we're going to be flying around and uh, and trying to free ourselves from these 
evil bastards that have taken over our world. I'm excited because I get to show Wes the the, the further Stormland because it's uh, there's so much to that game, and you just scratch the surface because you like to roam and and search. And this is going to be a killer mission. We're going to be killing shit. So. Yeah, we're going to be killing shit and dropping knowledge at the same time, Roots. Uh, I look forward to trying this out. I think it could, uh, you know, if we time our conversations uh, to to be in line with the action in the game, I feel like it could be a very interesting watch. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So, uh, yeah, patrons, stay tuned for that. Money show number three coming up this week. Uh, the money show from Stormlands, Roots. I love it. I love it too. It's a good idea. Um, uh, Gamertag says that you guys got to try Alien Isolation of VR. Yeah, man, I just started it recently, and uh, man, I'm not used to that flat game pacing. Uh, you know, I've, I put four or five hours into it, and I feel like I've barely done anything. Now, don't get me wrong, a load of fun. I'm enjoying it. It's just so slow compared to what I'm used to. You know, a v VR games, half of them are over with by that point. And uh, to put have that kind of time in and just barely move the story along, uh, it's uh, I don't know. It feels it feels slow to me. Yeah. Well, what isn't slow is Stormland, and I agree with Onakazi. It's so good. How has he not finished it? And I, I ask you that too, Onakazi. How have you not finished it, bro? Um, you need a Scion to go with you. That's how I finished it. But uh, it's always more yeah, fun I, with people with other people. Yeah, I I I can't talk. You know, I haven't finished it either. And I point to the other games as the reason why. I have like, uh, you know, twenty great games that uh, I've almost finished. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, I'm trying to make more of an effort. You know, like with Half Life this past Friday, uh, when I'm sitting here trying to, uh, you know, decide which game I want to play. There's so many. Uh, I'm trying to make an effort to go to the ones that I'm closest to finishing so I can start to knock some of these games off my list because it, it's a daunting task. You know, there's so many great games. And uh, Ray Schwartz says uh, Sony bought Storm's Land IP, didn't it? Uh, obviously, you know, like I just said that uh, they did uh, bought Insomniac, which is good because we have a good chance of seeing um, the next Spider-Man game in VR, in my opinion, uh, just because they've, you know the, the last one was so good so well received they've got the platform why not throw it in vr and it would blow up and i guarantee it would be a system seller so. oh yeah yeah that would be great um if they were to make a vr spider game i mean a spider-man game i mean we saw uh the potential for it right with that free demo it wasn't necessarily from insomniac but we saw the possibilities of uh what a good spider-man game might look like uh, in that free demo that Sony released last year. Yeah. Um, the, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. That must not have been important. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up the talk with, uh, Mortal Blitz Combat Arena here just by, um, reminding everyone that the PlayStation VR version is going to see a beta launch in August, followed by an official release in September, but the PC VR edition does not have a date at the moment. So this one's kind of going in uh, reverse of what we normally see with these cross-platform games. And it's actually coming to PSVR first, hmm. and it's going to be coming to PC later. That's not fair. I agree, Roots. Yeah. It's not fair. It's rude. Actually, it's totally fair. 
It's the PC normally gets, uh, you know, 99 times out of a hundred PC gets things first. So, is it, is it the, uh, uh, the sign of the future with the new PlayStation five being superior to PCs? Uh, <laughs> Roots, you're going to get us banned again, bro. Oh, watch, that's watch right. What you're saying. Oh yeah. I got to watch what I'm saying. Never mind. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so the last couple of weeks, you know, you guys, I've, I've kind of detailed a laundry list of, uh, Oculus quest announcements announcements new games release dates for existing games that we knew were coming uh just uh you know a great time to be an oculus quest owner uh well we, we didn't get a laundry list this past week but we got uh pretty much a, a bombshell announcement it's a big deal roots and i didn't realize how big of a deal onward on oculus quest actually was until i saw how the uh community reacted to it a lot of people love onward roots i didn't realize just how many yeah and i was thinking about this today um because i think pavlov and contractors is better but that's my personal opinion but it's the type of games you like to play you know like it'd be, i'd be the type of person that would say a mario kart would be better than project cars 2 and people would say hell no dude like the sim is where it's at so onward is is the closest vr sim i mean it's legit like you it is a simulator of war in a sense and it's just different than the other ones the other ones are more fast paced which i love this is more strategic more slow down um and i guess it's it's kind of like echo vr in a sense for me as far as the community kind of ruined onward for me on early on because the people are just complete at least that i've encountered are complete dicks and they expect you to be completely on point. Be like going into a call of, or a Call of Duty match when on just a flat game, and you're there with that guy that's like that's his life. And and it just I don't like that attitude, you know. So I don't know, but it is a big, a huge um, IP for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I knew I had a, a passionate uh, user base. I didn't know how just how large it was until I saw this news come out this past week and saw pretty much universally uh, people rejoicing. Uh, anyway, the ever-popular multiplayer shooter is set to release on Oculus Quest July 30th for a price of $25. Uh, developer Downpour Interactive also revealed that it had worked with the Shadowpoint developer CoatSync hmm. on the port of the game. Uh, Downpour has also been working with unity directly to optimize the port uh so th they're they're pretty much uh giving their best effort here to ensure that the oculus quest version of onward uh it has parity with the other version you know the pcvr version uh as well even going so far as to involve the unity people directly uh to help with the optimization um it makes me interested, Roots. You know, honestly, I've never played Onward. And from what people, or from your description specifically, it sounds like something uh, kind of between a, a contractor's and a firewall zero hour. Something with a little bit slower, deliberate pace. Uh, something that's a little bit more teamwork oriented. Uh, it looks interesting. You know, it looks, it looks like it could be really good. Um, I find it interesting that the Quest version of the game is going to feature full cross-play support uh, with PCVR versions on Steam as well as the Oculus Store. And uh, 
from launch day onward, uh, the game is going to be updated on exactly the same schedule as the PC uh, VR version. So if you get an update in the future for PC VR, you're going to get the same update on Quest. And uh, it makes me interested, Roots. It makes me interested to see uh, just how well uh, this uh, port is going to turn out. Yeah, we might have to go back in and check it out because it's been a long time since I've been here in this game. So I can't really definitively say as far as how much I would like it gameplay wise over, say, uh, Contractors or Pavlov or whatever. I mean, I, I love the maps and the, uh, the game modes in the other ones. I mean, that's to me what makes it of the game is the game modes in the maps. So if Onward is still the same as it was the day I got it, even if it's upgraded some maps or whatever, I, I still think the other ones are better for me anyway. Um, but I, it is cool that it's uh, going to be cross-play, and um, it does uh, make me want to go back in and check it out. Yeah. Well, that's the cool thing, right? If, you're, if your main issues with Onward was the, uh, the community, or, or they were community-based... Well, that's the cool thing about now as compared to then is we have our own community now. We don't have to go play with some random douchebag in there, right? We can uh, we can organize a posse. We can get, round up a posse roots and uh, and go hit the game hard. Yeah. And um, that's so, true. So that I mean that's uh, that's something we have to consider now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't we usually will play private games anyway. Although we've been opening them up more to public just to uh, get a better uh, group going and uh, open them to the professionals. The so, science says. Uh, DLG in the house says uh, says that he's been playing the Resident Evil 2 remake with Vorpex. Dude, I, I, I need that's something I need to get in on is this Vorpex. Uh, but I'm finding the more I think about what I'm going to do with Vorpex roots, the more... Uh, of a problem that I have. It's the same problem I have with my current library of VR games. What, what do you play first, man? Bioshock, resident evil seven. I mean, there's so many games you can play outlast with Vorpex. And, uh, interestingly, uh, we just got the release date for horizon zero dawn on PC. Uh, that's coming up in August. If I'm, if I remember correctly, uh, we're going to be able to try at least try, to get that thing running in Vorpex soon. Uh, so I feel like uh, I'm about to fall down a rabbit hole with Vorpex, and I don't know when uh, you're going to see me uh, poking my head up into the daylight after uh, after I get started. Yeah, I need to um, I need to figure out. I need a guru, a Vorpex guru, to help me. Because I can never get it to run properly, you know, as far as performance-wise. And, you know, I'm running 8700K and a, a 2080, so everything should run good you know i just think i'm running it weird because everybody everybody else can't be wrong so i must be wrong somehow all right all right uh roy schwartz says metro exodus looks great yeah man uh and there was pretty much a profile for that one uh, immediately after it released right like it was like the week after or something like that there was a warpix profile something nuts like that uh, a good one a good running one yeah cool Will, uh, that guy's Will. Hey, what's up, Will? Uh, he says he'd play anything but Outlast. Dude, that's what I'm going for. You know, uh, VR horror is my favorite thing, right? But there is a severe deficiency of great horror games in VR. There's tons of good ones, but there's only a couple of great ones. And 
uh, honestly, the great ones are, are mostly on PlayStation VR. You know, you're, you're here, they lie, you're, you're Resident Evil 7. Uh, these games are PSVR exclusive. So, yeah, that's the first thing I'm going for are the horror games, right? Uh, Outlast is one of the uh, things I'm most excited about uh, being able to check out. Yeah, I don't know much about Outlast, but uh, sounds cool. Has anybody had any success with uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 on it? Oh, God, dude. I'm going to play. I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do that in Virtual Desktop because Virtual Desktop is really good. And I was just playing some Red Dead Redemption with uh, 2 with my son yesterday. And I swear, dude, he's crazy, man. He's, he starts smack with people out, out of nowhere. He's got like this $300 bounty on his head in a couple of places. And those bounty hunters aren't messing around. And... uh it's so deep that game is so deep as far as what you can do and interact with people and like even just the fact that you know if you're not paying attention you can run yourself right into a tree or down this cliff my son had to put his horse down because he like jumped down some weird thing and the horse fell and then dot was like struggling to live bleeding out and yeah, it was a sad time uh, Rivero says we need a silent hill in VR. The foggy mind fuckery there is crazy. Hey, dude, stay tuned. Uh, you know, a lot of things have been leaked uh, coming into the the new console generation. You know, of course, we learned about Resident Evil Eight uh, pretty early on, uh, but there's also have been strong rumors from for some very from some very credible sources that the next Sony Games event is going to be built around uh, Silent Hill for PlayStation 5. Wow. So I, I, I don't know. There's no real rumors about VR support yet, uh, but it's certainly a possibility that we see uh, PSVR support for uh, the next Silent Hill game. And at this point... Um, you know, I, I got to feel like it's a real possibility. You know, if the rumors are true, it's uh, Sony Japan Studio is is the studio that's behind the next Silent Hill game. And uh, for those of you who don't know, that's the studio that brought us Astrobot Rescue Mission, as well as Everybody's Golf VR. So a very capable VR house, uh, if these rumors turn out to be true. Uh, so your wish uh, might not be that far off from reality. Just... Uh, Hang in there, and I guess we'll know soon enough. That's coming. Let's do it. It's coming. It's all coming, Roots. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I, I got. I, I'm really just so curious to see what Sony's approach to VR is going to be next uh, next generation. You know, they've already committed to supporting it. We know that Sony is going to support VR through through another generation. Uh, the question is, are they going to just support it? Or are they going to double down and really support it? They've got a very capable machine on their hands with PlayStation 5. And if they wanted to, uh, they can single-handedly drive VR to the next level just through the support uh, from their first-party game studios, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've got so many good connections. So uh, Anyway, uh, I guess we need to move on. The... Um, the dark frequencies are beckoning us and we need to move on down through the uh, remainder of the show. And luckily enough, there, there's only really one more game that I want to talk about. And it looks really interesting roots. Um, this game Arcano uh, is a game that's being developed by uh, a, 
a company called Newston, Newston, uh, and it's a co-op focused VR shooter that's due out later this year. Uh, what's notable about this game, Roots, is there's obviously some very heavy Robo Recall influence on this game. Uh, only this game, unlike Robo Recall, is meant to be a co-op game, and uh, you know, uh, co-op is uh, something I feel like VR is doesn't have nearly enough of. So to to see a a, a polished looking shooter coming, a co-op shooter at that, uh, a very welcome addition to the VR library. Yeah, no, it's not better than uh, playing something with friends. Now, look how cool those bodies look at, with the explosions. So it looks pretty cool. Yeah, man, it looks great. Um, in this game, you're going to take on the role of an elite agent and fight your way through missions either in solo play or with a friend. Uh, the game is being produced by Jonas Johansson uh, or jo uh Jonas Johansson, it depends on how you pronounce it. I'm trying not to butcher the guy's name. Uh, Jonas Johansson, who worked as a senior programmer on the Crisis Trilogy at Crytek, as well as Just Cause 2 at Avalanche. Uh, so this, uh, this lead developer here, uh, Mr. Johansson, uh, no joke, man. Got some real, uh, real credits there on his uh, resume. And uh, so uh, not a big surprise then that this... Uh, this game uh, looks to uh, be a quality, uh, quality play. Yeah, the action looks good, and hopefully it uh, it'll be as good as it looks. Yeah, uh, Arcano is going to offer a base package uh, with introductory elements like a shooting range, absolutely free of charge, uh, and then missions will be available to buy. So this is an interesting pricing structure, Roots. It looks like they're going to let you have access to a, a very base level of the game, absolutely free. And, uh, and then if you like what you see, you're going to be able to purchase the missions a la carte. It's interesting uh, from a couple of different perspectives. One, uh, because obviously this guy thinks highly enough of his game that um, they're confident enough that people are going to buy it, that they're giving it away, right? Yeah, I wonder what the uh, cost of each mission would be, how many missions there's going to be. Because I kind of run into the same thing with, like, Star Wars, you know. I don't want to end up spending $100 for this game when it's all said and done because each mission is, as they release it, is only four or five bucks, and so many come out, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, damn, I've invested a lot of money in this game. Um, you know, that was our, our initial uh, worry about Star Wars because we didn't know. But I, I just... I would like to um, know a little bit more about what each mission, how long it would be, and what the cost would be to know whether this would be anything that I would even be interested. I like to just buy the game and be done with it, or maybe buy a DLC, but uh, it is different. It's a double-edged sword, right? When you look at uh, a game like Firewall, for example, um, you know, a lot of criticism thrown at First Contact Entertainment when they decided to take that game uh, into seasonal content. And, uh, you know, it was a $30 game to begin with, you know, everybody paid for it. Right. Uh, that was kind of the attitude at the time. But when you look at what has happened since then, and, uh, you know, the games that have come and gone and firewall still here, still getting, uh, semi-monthly, um, content updates and the game, 
uh, has completely transformed into a, almost, I mean, it's almost like it's a full on sequel to what it used to be. Right. And we have the, uh, this uh, seasonal pricing structure to thank for that. So it is a double-edged sword. You know, you might end up spending a lot more money on the game than you originally would have. But with that said, you get so much more content and so much better support uh, over the lifespan of the game. Yeah. As long as they're taking the money and putting it somewhere towards making the game better, I guess it's a good, the win. Yeah. You know what time it is, don't you? Uh, quote time. Oh, it is quote time, sir. You got it. As an agent hired by Arcano, you're giving these over-the-top missions, and this is what the game is all about. Sneak into a building and hack a computer. Hang from underneath of a helicopter in midair, etc. These missions are designed from the ground up for co-op, and uh, they're best played with a friend, although you don't have to. So it uh, looks like they're, they're planning some... Um, fairly intricate and epic uh, scenarios for you to be playing through in these missions. And again, the, the really cool thing about it, Roots, uh, it's designed for co-op. It's You're meant to have someone in there helping you uh, take these missions on. And uh, again, I can't stress enough, uh, not enough of this type of thing in VR. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, checking it out. And hopefully, hopefully it's as good as it looks. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It does look good. It looks like the gameplay could be fun, and that's all that matters to me. So, um, well, that and a good story. So, well, the good thing is we're not going to have to throw down any money to find out, right? It's going to be uh, free to try. Yeah, yeah. Delirium Drew says he's he's tired of caring about uh, how long a game is. He just wants it to be good. Um, he's got tons of quality games in his backlog, and I agree. Yeah, man, I, I kind of almost feel like, um, you know, this has come up in the flat gaming world recently. Uh, Jason Schreier has very publicly criticized games for being too long. And I kind of see where he's coming from. You know, uh, I mean, who needs to play a game for 40 hours when they could tell the, the story in 20, right? Yeah, I'd rather have a better story, you know, and I and I say this, you know, I said it about Alien Isolation, you know, I bought the, all the DLC knowing that I'll never play it. Like, I'm not going to finish the, the the campaign, dude. It's like 40, 50, 60 <laughs> hours, man. You know, I mean, if I wasn't trying, if I was just picking a game and I was playing it through to the end and that was my one game. Yeah, absolutely. And I get it for those type of people, but it doesn't seem like VR is that type of, of player anymore. There are those that will but most of them are going to buy one game and move on to the next and the next. And, and we want to split our time and not put 70 hours into one fallout 76 campaign. Um, it's not going to do it. Yeah. Revero says I care about hours too, depending upon the price. I think call of duty games, $60 for a four hour single player game. Well, that's the thing. That's a different, um, a different, uh, different aspect to it is the pricing. I feel like, uh, that maybe some of these longer games should be shortened. Uh, but I feel like the price should reflect that. Uh, I, you know, very famously this last week, uh, I, was it 2K Sports come out and said that their their next year's NBA game was going to be $70? Uh, I mean, there's a way around, you know, and people are just accepting it, right? 
that $70 is going to be the new normal for a AAA uh, flat game. Uh, it doesn't have to be, right? They could uh, cut the length of these games in half, uh, which not only would mean that we'd be getting the game for a lesser price if it's priced fairly, uh, but they're going to be able to develop it in half the time, right? That, or at least that's the the idea. Is that if you're not if you're doing a twenty hour game instead of a forty hour game, uh, you should be able to charge forty dollars for it instead of sixty or seventy, and then get it out in uh, two years instead of four, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. It might make the games better in that respect anyway. So, All right. So. Um, yeah, anyway, with the uh, with regards to Arcano, uh, this game is coming out in December. So uh, plenty of time left uh, uh, for us to, um, uh, or for the developer, rather, to, to uh, uh, shit, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here reading the, I've got the, the uh, chat up in front of me, and it's hard to uh, keep my train of thought. Delirium Drew says, long world open games are so overrated. Maybe if you're a teenager without a job, a lot of those games, maybe 10% or less, actually finish the story. But that's that's kind of the thing like with uh, The Last of Us 2. You know, a very story-driven experience. A lot of people played through this last week. They could have told that story in 15 to 20 hours, dude. Uh, it didn't have to be as long as it was. And uh, at times it kind of felt like, to me as a viewer, I didn't play it, of course, it uh, felt like they were intentionally dragging it out uh, just so that you can uh, uh, get in some quality time with the characters. We'll say that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I see. All right. Uh, anyway, that's going to wrap the, the news for this week and bring us into the reminders. And we're going to kick off reminders this week uh, the same way that we do every week. And that is by reminding you all to help support these developers of these awesome games by going along with us right now. Roots and I are on our way over to wishlist something. You know, it helps the developer not only by helping them gauge interest, but uh, it also helps raise their profile within these individual stores. Uh, and it's an easy thing to do. We're, we're already at our computers. I got so, one. Uh, let's... One I can get. Everything else is PlayStation or Quest. Oh, that's just how the uh, the news fell this week, man. Arcano, uh, I can free list it. It's free to play. I'm adding it to my wish list. Arcano is on there. I'm ready. Well, uh, I've already got dreams, right? And uh, budget cuts. You know, when it comes to PlayStation, they don't really put things up ahead of time, uh, unless unless there's a pre-order live on it. I've already got Angry Birds. Uh, Mortal Blitz Combat Arena. I don't know if that one would even be up yet. Slave Probably Blaze, not. Slave Blaze says Alex, uh, Half-Life Alex length seemed good for VR games, and I agree. I think it was perfect length. Uh, I agree as well. Uh, it probably took me around 20, 25 hours to play that game, and it felt it felt just right, didn't it? In, yeah, in no, many I, ways. I did it in like almost half of that, like 14. Um, is Onward Cross by? That's a good question from uh it is, it uh, is? onward is crossed by and, and uh i didn't put that in my notes here and i'm going off of memory so okay don't don't quote me on that but i'm fairly certain that onward is going to be crossed by oh good so i could if i get a quest someday i could uh i could play it when sir oh when yes you when. Get a quest yes, when that's right 
so yeah, it looks like Arcano is really the only the only one on here that realistically I could uh, wish list, but I don't know, even know that there would be a Steam page for it yet. It's not out till December. Stride. So probably not. Stride VR is what rendered reality just said. We have to. Uh, we have to. Okay. Yeah. I, I, Stride looked awesome. That's that one. Uh, uh, Summer 2020. Where, yeah. It's the one while uh, parkour where you're running. Right. While you're running across the uh, the mountaintops killing bad guys. Okay. Yeah. I just. If I didn't get that already. That's a good one. I just added that in real time. Thank you, rendered reality, for reminding me. And I didn't have that in my wish list. So it's added now. Yeah, that's an awesome looking game. I can't wait to uh, try that one out. Yeah. Uh, Bitey, welcome to the party. He says he's late, but he's here. Hey, I want to tell you what I told Ray Pope, man. You're always just on time. Yeah. Yeah, there is no late. Uh, You're right on time. And you get to watch the rest of the episode after. Just don't expect, don't expect us to answer. All right. I'll be on a different podcast. A wizard is never late, Frodo Baggins. He always appears precisely when he means to. That's right. All right, so summer 2020 stride. Uh, another one of these vague summer uh, summer releases. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a July game, Roots. It's coming. Be tomorrow. Absolutely. All right, so stride has firmly been placed uh into my wish list and uh good call good call rendered reality I, i've been uh that game looks cool all right so uh and that is going to bring us into our next set of reminders free stuff and killer deals and uh it's interesting this week roots uh, you know we always kind of start off with the uh, playstation network and what they have available with ps plus uh, we're coming this, this week is a transition week, right? So on Tuesday, the games are going to change. So this is your last opportunity to get call of duty, world war two and star Wars battlefront two, both of which, uh, are available with PS plus right now. Uh, last call folks, uh, last call for alcohol. You want to drink, you better go get one. Uh, because on, um, Tuesday, it switches over and PlayStation is celebrating roots, uh, 10 years of PS plus this week. Wow. And, uh, they're doing so by, instead of giving us two games, giving us three and they're actually, uh, legit, legit games. I mean, if, if call of duty and star Wars wasn't legit enough already, uh, they're giving out NBA 2k 20, uh, they're giving out the Rise of the Tomb Raider 20-year celebration. Wow. And they're giving out another game uh, titled Erica, which is a uh, kind of a decision-based, uh, story-driven experience. Wow. Three um, games, huh? That's crazy. Yeah, three games, uh, two of them fairly big titles, and one of them roots Rise of the Tomb Raider has a, a VR mode in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, I've always wondered about that Rise of the Tomb Raider because I've seen it, like, for sale on the Steam sales. What is the what is the VR mode? You just, you're playing the game, but it's third person, kind of like uh, Edge of Nowhere? Or? It's very limited. You know, there's a reason why I didn't buy this game. And, and I mean, it's Tomb Raider VR, right? If it would be awesome, you'd, you'd buy it. But it's, uh, it's fairly limited. You get to um, explore Croft Manor, if, I, mm. if I'm correct. 
it, it's a very limited, you know, 30 minutes to an hour type deal. Uh, just extra, extra tacked onto the game. You don't get to play the game proper in VR. It's just oh. a, a, an extra VR mode. But hey, you know, I, I'm happy to get anything uh, VR related with PS Plus. It's such a rarity these days. Yeah, it is. Uh, Radio Runt is finally in the room. So welcome to the room, Radio Runt. I'm assuming he was uh, was maybe listening but not able to type. Um, my guess. No, he was uh, he was sharpening. He was practicing sharpening oh. his skills because he's going to be part of our posse that we round up to take care of these rendered reality guys. Oh yeah, yeah he's good. Radio Runt. Radio Runt. In he case liked... you weren't, in case you weren't around, it's on. It's officially on, dude. Uh, war is coming. Yeah. And, uh, war is I here. hope you're ready. It's here. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, the PS Plus game is not the only uh, free stuff. There's also some killer deals on the PlayStation Network this week. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy VR's Roots. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted. Uh, is on sale right now. Seventeen dollars for the base game, or you could get it bundled with the uh, the uh, Curse of Dreadbear DLC for only twenty dollars. So just three more bucks. Uh, you know, normally you would pay what thirty and thirty five respectively for those two copies. Now seventeen and twenty, a pretty solid deal. Well, speaking for your son, the PlayStation version can suck it. The Oculus Quest version is what's important. Well, here's the beauty of of, uh, of that, Roots. What I've done this week uh, is going to save me that that money because, uh, like I said, I bought that Nighthawk Nighthawk router, oh. and uh, now I can just send him wirelessly with the Quest in the living room, and he can play the uh, the Steam version of it. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I like it. Best of both worlds, right? You get the the high quality graphics uh, that the PC offers and the uh, tetherless freedom that the Oculus Quest offers. Yeah, that was my conundrum. Rift S or, or wireless freedom. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he should be happy uh, when he gets back from camping. Yeah. Uh, be able to do that. Uh, also on the PlayStation Store, and I mentioned it last week, uh, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, uh, $32 for the standard edition, $37 for the uh, tourist edition. So just five more dollars roots, uh, get you Lucille, get you Rick's revolver. And, uh, what was the, uh, the third uh, item that you get with the tourist edition? Like a knife. I'm not sure. Like a knife. The, uh, the beauty yeah, is like you, Daryl's knife. Yeah. The beauty is you can craft that right off the bat. You don't have to like unlock you know, because everything else that's got, you know, levels, you have to unlock different stuff as you gather stuff. So, you know, you won't be able to start with Lucille, but you'll, as soon as you get the, the crafting materials, you can craft it really early on. So it does make a big difference. And it's, I don't know, I've said it before, but, you know, I never understood skins in, in flat gaming. Like that's most of the time it's for other people on multiplayer games or whatever, but uh, especially a first person game. But um, something like this, looking down and seeing Rick's gun or Lucille, it's diff. There's a difference because you're in there. It's it's a presence, another presence thing that adds for five bucks. Why not? It's not like I'm asking yeah. you to pay a hundred bucks for the backpack that you won't get. So <laughs> right, unicorn backpack. Yeah, unicorn backpack. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I totally get you. Uh, you know, if you're like me, you're a fan of The Walking Dead, and if you are uh, a fan of The Walking Dead, uh, Lucille's a, a character uh, in, in itself, right? Uh, so to be able to hold Lucille and uh, turn Andre's face into hamburger properly, mm. uh, it's worth five bucks all day long. Yeah, I don't, still don't like Andre getting hamburger face man he's just hanging there upside down bro what, what's he doing he's just he's waiting for you wow uh we need to do another evil we evil weasel versus saint roots video man i've been thinking about that a lot lately especially since i finished uh half-life alex uh when i was thinking to myself what's next i'm feeling like uh saints and sinners might be next yeah paradise decays in the house i think it should be next What's up, PD? Congrats on 10K. PD just crossed 10,000 roots. Yeah, dude. PD, man. I was just talking to my son about him, you know, because my, my son, ever since he's little, even now, he still loves uh, Sips and some of the, he's like a huge Yogscast fan. So I was like filling him in the on the, the backstory with PD and, and the Yogscast. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations again, PD. Uh, the hardest working man in VR, dude. He's playing every game uh, twice. And uh, I think he just got a, uh, he finally upgraded from his uh, 1060 onto a, a 2070 Super. So, wow. Uh, that's huge, yeah. dude. That's awesome, man. That's a big deal, man. That 1060, I bought the 1060 um, not even for VR gaming. It was for 4K gaming, question, quote unquote, before I got VR. And I had it for a day. Because the, the girl even told me the three gigabytes, you know, the, the, the RAM is what holds you back. Uh, so that 2070 has got to be a huge jump. And I think it's awesome. Yeah, man. I'm interested to see, uh, you know, so many different things from, uh, from PD's channel now that he has that horsepower. I mean, for example, the Vorpex videos are going to take on a whole new life now that he has a proper graphics card pushing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's why I try to tell people, you know, a lot of people, whether it be the Rift Ass, Scion saying he's waiting for the Rift Ass for something new, the next level, or it be a video card, people will say, I'm waiting for the next VR um, video card to drop. You know, this is what I, the way I look at it. Every time you go into VR, you're getting something out of that investment. Like it's making your gameplay and everything that much exponentially better. So it's worth the investment because before you will know, I mean, a year or two years goes by, you've been playing that same shitty ass headset or with that old video card and, and you could have been experiencing a much better experience the entire time. So I get holding off, but at the same time, you know, there's like that. It's like, how good do you want your experience to be? I, you know, cause I can't stand jank. I can't stand playing something it's the reason why I finally just went out and got the Rift S because the CV one's amazing, but the the sensors and and the the USB swapperoos and just all the the, the drawbacks from the CV one, um, I I have a memory and I remembered the Rift S and its goodness, and I had to come God back. God rays. Yeah, and uh. the God, well, what's weird is the God rays are still there to some extent, but it's like the technology, whatever they did, is they go sideways now. Like you can still see it a little bit if you look for it, but it doesn't come right in your face. And so it doesn't bother you. It's like it's blocked or something. It's it's something it's different because I was noticing that. I was like, oh, there's still a little bit of God rays, but it's not like shining in my eyes. Um, right. So, and then the screen door effect is huge. 
like I said, Sea of Thieves looks so crisp in that Rift S versus the CV1 on the, the virtual desktop. It was amazing. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they call it future proofing for a reason, right? You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, it was a hard decision back when I built my computer whether or not uh, I should get mid-tier components or top of the line. And eventually I decided to go with the top of the line stuff. And uh, it was a big pill to swallow at that time. You know, it was a lot of money. Uh, but here I am three years later and uh, still running on ultra, you know. So you, you're paying for something. You're paying. What you're paying for is you're paying for time, right? Yeah. And you're paying for the, the experience to be better. You know, like we, you know, we were giving Anthony a hard time when he got the new video card, but never super sampled. Well, that's the point of getting the video card is you can like juice so much more graphics out of it. And it can be night and day the way how good it looks um, just from going regular to super sampled and having that bitter, better video card allows you to do that. And a lot of less jank, you know, there's how many games out there that aren't optimized as well as you think they should be. And everyone else is bitching about how it's running. And you're like, ah, it's running fine for me. It's because you have right. superior hardware that can run it. Um, so. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so uh, this week on the Epic Game Store, only one free game. Uh, but it's an interesting looking one. It's a, it's a game called You, uh, which is a kind of a little uh, a cutesy, cartoony flat game uh, based on uh, color. Uh, based around colors so uh uh only one game this week on epic game store but it looks like next week uh, i don't remember exactly what it was but there was like two or three games that they're giving out next week and fairly decent ones at that this game looked kind of interesting i could have sworn i read that it was playstation at before right isn't this coming from playstation or am i wrong on that i have no clue at all i have a Never even heard of this game until today or yesterday when I uh, wrote up these notes. So yeah, I could have sworn it was um, it's a PlayStation, but maybe not. I just if it is, it's another Epic game from PlayStation, uh, which is cool. Yeah, it looks cool. I like these uh, these little side-scrolling platformers, and it's one of the things that I really enjoy about the um, the PlayStation community. Right, is that they're keeping stuff like this alive uh, by supporting independent developers uh and uh, you find tons of stuff like this on the playstation store yeah agreed uh but absolutely free on epic games this week uh yeah sure it's a flat game right but it's free free's free bro come on yeah yeah who doesn't love free right Rented Reality says, yeah, the mining boom messed everything up for us gamers. Yeah, man, when I built my con my uh, computer, it was right in the middle of that thing. And, like, uh, graphics cards, it wasn't that they were expensive. You just couldn't get a graphics card. They were out of stock. Everything up, uh, everything from a 1060 up to a 1080 Ti, which was top of the line at that time, uh, it was all sold out. So I literally, like, had to spend, like, a month, six weeks uh, checking daily all the different uh, uh, stores to catch them when they come in, come in stock. And I actually got uh, lucky uh, because within the span of one week, uh, two different EVGA 1080 Ti cards came in stock. So I bought the uh, Supercharge 2 originally, uh, and then like two days later, the uh, F 
FTW three, which was the one I wanted, uh, came into stock and I was able to get that one too. So, uh, instead of returning the, the original one, I sold it for a profit and, uh, made a couple hundred dollars on it, which, uh, made it a little bit easier to uh, pay the inflated price for, uh, for the one that I wanted. Yeah. Um, well, I, um, I, you know, rendered reality was just saying he's hoping 2080 will last him a while, uh, although he's going to want to upgrade when the new one drops. And that's exactly the boat I'm in. The 2080 is a really amazing card, but the next one levels are supposed to be just like a big, huge jump. And, uh, I like to have all the, I like to future proof myself and I like to have that extra power to where I can just tweak the hell out of it. Um, so well, let's, let's hope they don't take the similar approach to pricing that they took last gen. You know, normally what happens is is they come out with the, new, the newest line of cards, and that line of cards occupies the top price tier, and then the previous generation's cards drop in price to the second price tier. But that's not what happened last time. The 1080 Ti's didn't drop when the 2080 Ti's come out. Instead, what we got was all-time high prices and not just by a little bit right the the msrp went from 6.99 to 11.99 overnight almost doubling uh so let's just hope we don't get that again right what are we going to do if uh they leave the uh the 2080s at 12 and 1300 dollars and then charge two thousand dollars for the 3080s mm, yeah that's not acceptable yeah, I, th I felt like it was unacceptable for the 2080s. I, I mean, the, I feel like they're price gouging. Uh, it was one thing when there was a shortage, uh, but there's there's no shortage anymore. But the price is, is, I mean, it costs the same to get a 1080 Ti today as it did when I bought it. So go figure. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, okay, what else here for free stuff and killer deals? We've got... Uh, Oh, Steam, you know, I went over at great length, uh, great length last week. Uh, a lot of the steals that are available during the Steam summer sale. Uh, so I'm not going to rehash all that, but I will add to it because Roots uh, No Limits 2, the roller coaster simulator, is at an all time low price. This thing, what's it normally 40 or 50 bucks? Uh, you can get it for $24 right now. Wow. Well, what you can't get is the uh, trailer. Well, you will here in a second instead of Rinlow. There we go. Um, No Limits 2. Yeah, dude, I'll tell you what. I really enjoy this game. And this is one of those things that actually has a uh, community of people building as well. And that's one of the coolest things. Is you can you have all sorts of uh, roller coasters you can download. And um, I really enjoy it. It's one of the, one of the best um, software for roller coasters. And this is the software they use or a lot of people um, companies use to build these roller coasters. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, man, this, this thing's been around for a while, uh, amassing content. So it's, it's fairly elaborate. There's a lot of content here. Uh, it is an older, uh, program, but still very good. Um, in roots, I don't know if you're aware, but since we uh, covered it on the Monday show, uh, it has had a fairly significant update. Uh, so there, there's all kinds of new stuff in it now. New coaster types. There's a couple really? of new parks that they added in. Uh, there's all kinds of new content in it since we've, when, since we've been in there. Wow, I'm going to have to go back in. I love this 
roller coaster, and I and I really single handedly um, blame this game, well, and myself for my ex wife not really liking VR much because I put her in this thing, and I think she was like looking around or doing something weird, and didn't make her feel very good. Um, but it, I don't know, I really enjoy it. Really good game, really cool the way the the roller coaster tracks are. Um, it's just cool. Only- yeah, and for the for the first time ever, uh, affordable. Yeah, I've never heard it be on sale. So uh, it's twenty four bucks. What's a normal cost? You know, yeah, it's like forty or fifty dollars. I'm not Holy sure exactly shit. what it is, but it's it's expensive. I must really like roller coasters because I paid for that when I first I first got into VR. So yeah, yeah, and I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't actually even know that this was on sale if it weren't for um, somebody uh, left a comment on our review. Remember, we reviewed it way back when, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess. Uh, we had said that uh, it was currently on sale for 20% off and that uh, we'd never uh, see it at a larger discount. And uh, they just had to leave a comment letting us know that uh, we were wrong mm. and that uh, it was now on sale for 40% off. No, we're sorry. So sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Viveport this week, uh, you know, we just got new games last week with Crisis Brigade 2, and uh, I don't remember. There was another fairly significant new game last week. Uh, but this week, uh, some more new um, games. Battlegroup VR, which, uh, who was it? Somebody was on the Discord. Uh, Radio Run. Saying that, Radio Run, saying that this was a really fun game. Uh, that's available on Viveport Infinity. As well as the uh, Vox, uh, how's that pronounced, Roots? The uh, uh, Vox, Vox Machinae. Machinae. Vox Machinae now on Viport Infinity as well. Wow. And uh, that, that game has quite a reputation uh, for being a, a super fun multiplayer game. Oh, cool. Now, let me ask you this. If you play it on Viveport, can you play it with other players, multiplayer? I mean, that sounds a, like a redundant question, but we just found out that uh, Windlands 2 uh for whatever reason you you can't play with other people even though it's a multiplayer game if you play it on viveport infinity you're playing by yourself because uh, radio run had to end up buying a steam copy to play with us yeah I, I don't know it varies game to game some of these uh viveport games use the uh steam vr version of it so quite literally you uh you share lobbies and things but i, I don't know i don't know uh if this is uh, confined to Viveport or if it's something that uh, has parity with SteamVR. Yeah, but I agree with Radio Run. He says this is uh, another amazing game as well as Bitey. And uh, we've been talking about getting some multiplayer going on this game in the uh, Discord for a while. I know I have it. I'd love to to try it. I love the way it feels like you're in that cockpit. It's really cool. And um, I, th- I would imagine it would be really cool to play with people you know. Uh, so... Yeah, uh, you know, you know, mech's normally not my thing, uh, but with that said, you know, VR it changes your taste, right? Like things you normally don't get into are super cool in VR, and I feel like this could be one of those things because, unlike you know, playing a mech game on a flat screen, uh, you get that sense of scale in VR, right? Of driving this gigantic mech. Well, what's cool about that too is the way you move around like you've got a, a handle you can pull and it like shoots you up in the air with like a, a, a tele or not teleport but like a rocket you know you like 
And so you're floating around. You're, I don't know, man. It's just rude. the way you move around and, of course, walking as well. It's just really cool. And uh, I think it's definitely worth picking up. What's the cost on the sale? Do you know? Well, I guess never mind. And you said it was uh, it was Viport Infinity, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. these are the new Infinity titles. So Infinity growing Free. its already impressive library of uh, amazing VR titles. Yep. All right, Roots. Well, I think that's going to wrap up free stuff and killer deals and bring us to our final reminder this week and every week. And that is how you, the viewer can help to support our channel and support our community. And for those of you who are new to the channel, uh, of course, the easiest and best way to help support us is by subscribing and clicking that notification bell. And if you like this video, of course, you know, give it a thumbs up. Uh, that's another thing that, uh, it really helps out. Uh, it helps our channel gain recognition and thus helps our community to grow. Uh, of course, for those of you who've been around and want to join the conversation, uh, you can do so by clicking the Discord invitation that we have placed down in the description below. Uh, again, uh, an amazing community that we've got going on here. Uh, and, uh, you know, even if you just want to, you, you're not all about chatting and you just want to jump in and get on some multiplayer, much like the um, the contractors thing we've got going on with rendered reality here. Uh, that you know, our Discord's a great place for for just to find people to play with, right, Roots? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, Gamer Chick Thirteen, how's it going? Uh, rendered reality says he wonders how we went the whole show two and a half hours without drinking coffee. And uh, I did drink a full pot before the show. Usually I do drink it. He's got his, you know what, you know, Wes has his, uh, I don't even know what that is, Gatorade. Wow. Gatorade, Yeah, son. Gatorade. Gatorade. Okay. Thirst yeah. quencher. It's for that, I don't know if you heard, but uh, it's for that deep down body thirst. Oh, I thought it was for uh, for growing plants like Brondo. <laughs> Brondo, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm, anyway. For those of you who have been longtime subscribers and longtime members of our Discord who would like to uh, further support our community, of course, you can support us on Patreon. And for as little as $3 per month, you will gain access to my weekly show notes uh, early, of course, before the show even airs, as well as bonus content such as The Money Show and Roots. Again, like we said at the top of the show, uh, I really like what we're doing with the money show here. I think that it's going to work out uh, swimmingly. And I think that uh, we could see this concept come into the uh, channel proper uh, if it's going to be as good as I think it's going to be. Yeah, me too. I think it's a good idea. And I think it's going to uh, give us a chance to play some cool games. We get to talk about VR. We get to play VR. And uh, we get to do it at the same time. Never been done before, Roots. I mean, we've seen people get together in alt space. We've seen people get together in rec room in a seated discussion-based format, but we've never seen anybody discussing the issues of the day uh, while they're trying to uh, avoid incoming fire mm. and uh, and uh, murder uh, the enemy. Yeah. And uh, we're going to get to do that now. We're, we're pioneers, Roots. Yeah, and the next step will be uh, live, doing the same thing live, right? <laughs> yeah, man, that, that's, yeah. that's what's next. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's what you get for your donation of $3 or more per month. And as always, I'd like to thank our patrons for being so awesome 
and uh, we appreciate all your support, whether you're a patron, a subscriber, a member of our Discord, or uh, even someone who just listens on the uh, the audio yeah. uh, podcast. Uh, we really appreciate all of you. Absolutely. Anyway, with that said, friends, I would like to uh, thank you once again for watching and for Roots. I'm Wes. We will see you tomorrow, friends, with uh, extended thoughts on Iron Man VR.